Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park We, if my yeah. wife and I ever like renew our vows or anything, though, I want that dude exactly right? how he looks in that video. <laughs> I think we should, our, we should uh, all just stop it with I want that dude. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by CinemaSins. Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of CinemaSins. I'm Aaron Dicer, and I'm joined, as always, by Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. And Danae Hughes. I'm here. We write for CinemaSins and TV Sins and do various other things inside the CinemaSins universe as well. Um, it's so sad. We're separated by, by space yeah. again. Yeah. And we're, we're not in the same I room. Know. How will we ever survive? If, if you guys enjoyed our podcast sounding really professional, it's, uh, that, was, <laughs> that, was just, that was just one week. It was <laughs> just a one-time deal. <laughs> it was nice to be in Nashville, though, and yeah. be with everybody. Yeah, talk about that. That was kind of your far, first I, I time. I hear that it's nice to be in Nashville, so tell me about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I really had a great time. You know, anytime you can work remotely with the team and then you have an opportunity to get in the same space, I think even if there's no meetings planned or anything, just to spend time together is really important. And, um, you know, when you work for yourself, uh, or you work kind of in your own space, it can kind of feel isolating and you don't even realize it mm-hmm. until you're all together. Beautiful, beautiful isolation. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm right on the cusp of introvert, extrovert in yeah, a lot you of the are. tests. You're very balanced. Yeah. But I, I, but I genuinely love engaging with people. And so I don't, I can kind of move back and forth, but I do love having my own space, but I also love being with people. So it's perfect to just kind of go mm-hmm. and meet the guys and spend some time together. But, and I'm going to miss not being as close. Cause that was so fun to just jump in the car and zip over to the house and jump into the studio and like be able to just make eye contact with everybody while they're mm-hmm. telling, you know, Try stories. Try not to die from cats. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Zyrtec saved my butt. That's for that's sure. Nice. The yeah. first day was a little clunky, but Aaron's brain hack totally worked. Thank you. Thank you. Well, and, and I knew I knew your brain was involved because you were sneezing before we got there. Like your brain was already telling you you I, were going to have trouble. I had been sneezing for two days before we left. Yeah, that's true. So I and it was after our heater really turned on for the first time. You oh, know that'll that, do it. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. That smell of the last year's worth of <laughs> Dust. pet hair and skin Human cells. Human skin. Yes. <laughs> I think I know less people not allergic to cats. That that's like become like that seems like a really just full blown allergy for a lot of people. Like. <laughs> Well, let's be honest. Most of us just don't like cats, and we use cat yeah. allergy as a way to... <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> no, I kidding. love cats. I, I actually do, too. I, I think really, they're adorable. It was so hard not to pet any of the cats that I saw, because I, I wanted you know, mm-hmm. I wanted to make contact with the little adorable fur babies, but I couldn't do it. Yeah. 
So, but anyway, yeah, I had a but really But you're not time. allergic to dogs. No, no. But they have a, you know, cats have a different... No, they like, do. Uh, my wife is allergic to both. However, if she is around a specific dog, like this is how she could have dogs. If she's around a specific dog for a long period of time, she's fine with Yeah, that you can one. build up a tolerance. But she cannot build up a tolerance with cats. Like, she yeah. cannot... She can't be within, like, two feet of a cat. It's bad. Aww. Um. So, I mean, unless she takes something like you were doing, but, um, but as far as I know, my daughter is not allergic and I'm not, I um, was a little but... disappointed. Um, so we, we went to, uh, kind of like, there's two places that the cinema sins team can kind of gather. One is with the editing group over at Maiden and the other mm-hmm. is at the studio, uh, at the house. And so, um, I kind of, you know, when you're going over to someone's house, you can't really explore, especially when there's cats there. So if the snack room is at Chris's house, <laughs> he's guarding it with cats and I have a battle ahead of me. If the snack room is at Made In, I didn't get a chance to get away long enough to find it. Mm. So I didn't find the snack room just to update everybody. I did look a little bit. Well, you haven't yeah. sold you haven't sold enough copies of the books yet. I so. know. I, I have a long Chris, way to go. I have a Chris long way to eats- go pretty healthy so i would not think there's a snack room at his house at least not snacks you would want well it was Um, very i was very concerned because the elevator went from floor one to floor 11 but there's no yeah Yeah. so i'm pretty sure there's some dimensional things going on i'm so sad that you didn't you didn't get to see the full spinal tap elevator even though you've probably never seen the movie and wouldn't get some of the references it was quite an experience. I actually didn't mind it because the experience of getting on the elevator at Maiden and what they had done apparently is they had painted it all to look very Spinal Tappy. There was like a, a TV that played Spinal Tap on loop and then it was all green or black light. Mm-hmm. So it kind of glowed and then the elevator went to the, went to 11. 11. Yeah. So it's all related to the movie, which I've never seen. So I don't care about. But we got to hear the story about how apparently that wasn't up to code. Which made it into a sin that I was writing on something that had to do with oh. the elevator, so that influenced that sin. What? Why? Why are we concerned about black lights and elevators? Like I just don't know what a black light and elevator could cause. Have you ever heard of the Aerosmith song "Love in an Elevator"? Well, that's true. So you're saying they're just trying to prevent things from yes. happening. I got black you. Black light now. is an aphrodisiac, apparently. Did you know so. it? Uh, have you guys been to uh, Hollywood Studios in Orlando and ridden the Aerosmith Rock and Roller Coaster? Yes, many times. And they do. They do uh, love in a roller coaster. Like they change it. <laughs> That's like worse. somehow that makes it better. Like it's so I, like, much worse. I know. Like I guess they're trying to like be all a like not talk about sex in an elevator and B, make it more fitting to what you're doing. But yeah, that's way worse. <laughs> Especially when you're going upside down. Like, how's that? How's that function going well, for you? Now we're all thinking about it. Yep. Now we've all got the mental pictures. Uh, it was also really cool. I'm sure you guys have your own uh, stories to share, but it was really cool also joining the guys on <laughs> Sincast and the mini pod. So that was kind of my first experience of going on to one mm-hmm. of their shows. And it was a lot of fun. Yeah. So yeah. It I was, had a blast. I was- I was glad you guys came. Uh, we, I mean, we were super busy. We got to go to the movie. That was fun. But then the next two days, I mean, we were just podcasting and meeting and yep. uh, we had actual, you know, work to do as well. Doing work. Outside of that. So, it but, was probably uh, it was a good the time. worst time to visit considering that Barrett and Jonathan were both back from vacation and slammed with work. And then we show up to have two <laughs> days of back-to-back meetings. And <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was really... Good. Really poorly planned. So this week it's like 
everybody has just well, basically been like under the gun for yeah. all the scripts and everything. It's just like a big backup Athana going on. Or were were Barrett and I were Barrett and I's vacations poorly planned? Maybe that was the problem. <laughs> that, you guys well, were we weren't perfect. gonna say it. But. I wasn't gonna say it. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. I'm the new girl. Stupid, I can't say stupid, it. Stupid kids and when their <laughs> fall break this? is. Who approved this? <laughs> anyway. uh, you guys ready to get into it? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's kick it off with the Sin Side Scoop. What's he building in We're going to take a look at the week's videos, our process of sending them, some thoughts from the behind the scenes process and thoughts on the stuff we're sending in general. Uh, we will go through the channels. We'll start with TV sins, then music video sins, and then cinema sins. So let's start with uh, the first video on TV sins last week was Danae's favorite TV show she's ever seen, Riverdale. Guys, what a pleasure. Yeah. Danae, tell us about how much you <laughs> loved Riverdale. I knew going in it was going to be a little tricky for me. Because mm-hmm. it's CW and I already have like a little bit of like a little tick. And let's go ahead and get out there. The CW bingo card, one of the greatest concepts ever invented. Very, so. very much so. Yeah, I really yeah. enjoyed it. I'm really Thanks. glad you worked on this one. I have some more thoughts on that eventually. But, oh, we're uh, get but to go, it eventually. Yeah, but go okay. ahead and tell us about your experience. Uh, so I was a little bit ner- like I was a little bit nervous and rightfully so. First of all, I didn't know until about uh, 15 minutes in. This was based on Archie comics. So I yeah. had no idea. Yeah. By the way, I should say this is a Hughes Watkins joint. So Jonathan and Danae wrote on this mm-hmm. one uh which is kind of fun when you realize it but then at the, at the 15 minute point in the show there's a lot of really confusing stuff going on you know it's like a murder does the, mystery does type the archie feel. thing mean anything to this show other than just the character names and and the way they look no i, I mean, mean i i i disagree with that to a point i okay. i have some more information on this in my open tabs oh good, but, right, good. Um, cool. you mean but, keeping tabs yeah keeping tabs <laughs> God, i said it wrong and i changed it on my sheet and then i still said it wrong it's good you're good i'm just teasing um yeah i mean i I, I was i was thinking that there was a chance that i was gonna like it and i think listen i hated high school i hated it yeah it was the worst middle school high school absolute shit show of my life hated it yeah so going back into one where it's just highlighting the worst parts of it in the pilot i i I, it was just like i want nothing other than to run away from this (laughs) and so i think I wasn't having a good time based on my own issues, uh, but then reflecting on it as time has gone on, there are some things I didn't mind about it. I thought that the kids were acting really well, although I don't know that they're really actually kids. I didn't look at their ages, but I mean, know, they're the, they're early twenties at the oldest, so they're they're basically kids. Like uh, the girl who plays the blonde, uh, what's her name? There's Archie. Uh, you're talking about Betty, Veronica, Betty, Betty. I thought I thought Betty was awesome. Like yeah. there's a couple times when she is like emoting some really deep stuff, and I was like. Man, she's kind of knocking it out of the park. By the way, since you mentioned the name, what did clue you in to that it was based on Archie Comics? Um, was it the names? Okay, so first of all, Jug Jughead is narrating kind of at the beginning, uh-huh. and he has like the the, the crown little pointy thing. crown yeah, thing. And yeah, I, and I thought that's familiar. That's a weird choice. <laughs> and then it, and then I was writing down the names as I hear them because sometimes in scripts that just helps me to remember who is who. And so then we got to Archie, Betty, Veronica, and then we got to Veronica, and something 
in my head is like, there's something I'm missing here. <laughs> and so I think I just went to go read a little bit about the show yeah. uh, and realized that it was based on the comics. Okay, so I had enough. to actually but, look it up before I really By the understood. way, real quick, uh, Betty is played by Lily Reinhardt, who actually just gave a pretty good performance in the movie Hustlers. Oh, uh, yeah. So she, is, she is a pretty good, cool, up-and-coming actress. Uh, and she was born in 96, so she was probably about 19 or 20 when they filmed this pilot. Cool. Just to give you an idea of what age they were. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, I definitely didn't connect to it, but uh, upon reflection and a little bit of time away from it, I don't, I'm not seething at it as much as I was when I was writing it. So, and I know, Jonathan, you had a different experience than I did. Well, I, I watched the show. Um, I like the CW stuff a lot more than you guys do, clearly. Um, I, I don't know how many great shows they have or even quote unquote good shows, but they have really fun shows. Um, uh, we did Vampire Diaries uh, early on in the TV Sins thing uh, when we started TV Sin. And I was actually listening to something the other day from one of the CW uh, show creators, and they were talking about how Vampire Diaries really kind of set the mode for what would become like the current CW. Like shows mm-hmm. like Riverdale are essentially stemmed off from from what Vampire Diaries kind of created with the the small town and the murder mysteries and the 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 drama and the mystique and the narration or what you know whatever. Yeah, they were basically uh, like yeah. we we can find a a yeah. foundation to put this teenage angst on. Yeah, and and do it. And they've done that with their superhero and, shows. They've done it with everything. Yeah, I, yeah, I would argue the superhero shows very much fall in that too. Um, and and I mean, you know, before Vampire Diaries at the beginnings of the CW, they were basically bringing over shows that from the merge. So you had stuff like Veronica Mars and Supernatural, um, stuff that uh, was originally on it, you know, UPN or WB, and kind of started forming that. And then I think Vampire Diaries just kind of shifted it into what it is well, now. And Supernatural would definitely get a bingo on that bingo card. Like, yeah. all, like a lot of those, you yeah. know, prototypical CW cliches are there, you yeah. know, already. But I, but I, I really like Supernatural too. But I think the thing with Riverdale, it has kind of almost this like uh, teenage Twin Peaks esque feel to it, uh, which we even we even make a point and send the fact that uh, Mad Shinomic is on the show because mm-hmm. um, she was in Twin Peaks. And um, I love murder mysteries just in general. And this first season's murder mystery is a really good one. Um, they do a really good job throughout the entire season of um, setting it up and then the the resolution of who actually did kill Jason Blossom, which is the drive of the first season, is uh, is really interesting. Um, and I don't know. I just think it's a fun show. Uh, Danae already brought up the actors. Uh, Lily Reinhardt's really good. I personally really love Madeline Pesh. She plays Cheryl Blossom, the uh, the mm-hmm. kind of the, the queen bee of the high school, I guess. Um, she's really funny and just uh, has kind of a, almost reminds me of like Rachel McAdams and Mean Girls. Right. Um, yeah. She kind of has that type of feel to her. Um, and then, yeah, I just, I don't know. I It's it's very much in that, um, I wouldn't say guilty pleasure, um, but I don't know. Something about these types of shows always kind of appeal to me. Like I'm watching Nancy Drew, which is like kind of the new um, Riverdale-esque show they have on um, and enjoying that as well. <laughs> so, so. That's okay. There's weird shows that appeal to me that are like, yeah. that should be yeah. embarrassing, like super, yeah. super embarrassing that I love. And tell us we'll, one. No. Tell us one We'll today. get to them Come eventually. Come on. Tell us one. Come on. Just give us a taste. What's the one show? The Great British Bake Show? Oh, no. That's a great show. It's a great th- show. Th- that is not a guilty pleasure. Everybody knows that's a great show. It's an amazing uh, I, yeah, show. Yeah, I don't watch it, but uh, I don't watch cooking shows. So uh, I do, so, and I like cooking yeah. shows, and that's kind of one of the things I enjoy. I don't um, particularly like reality shows, and that's something that you guys are more into than I am. 
jam. Yeah. So there are certain things like Aaron and I already had a mass singer conversation, but uh, there are certain things I'll watch. But for the most part, like I don't watch Survivor and cooking shows and stuff like that. But uh, so, yeah. yeah, so we, we've all got stories. Um, <laughs> uh, this was a fun, a fun one to write on. There's was, a lot of sense awesome. that I, I'm really kind of excited to talk about. Uh, Aaron, what did you like about it? Um, let's well, yeah, let's go into the sin video. I will say, since I haven't talked about Riverdale that much, I just watched the pilot uh, in order to shadow on this script and I did not enjoy it at all. Oh, you I didn't have, either? I okay. have zero desire to watch this show. Yeah. That is pretty much how I feel about every single CW show except The Flash. For whatever reason, The Flash has characters that I'm engaged with and interested in. And the I story have you Batwoman? No, no, I, I have I, I have it on my DVR. I have not, I have not dug into it yet. Um, and I, I keep meaning to go back to the DC shows because I did quit watching all of them at some point. Um, but it's going to be a while just because it's, I'm going to have to catch up with a lot of stuff. But I was going to check out Batwoman. Uh, I do agree with you. The Flash is probably the best of those. I do think Legends of Tomorrow, everybody says Legends of Tomorrow gets insanely fun. So I'm really curious to keep watching that Key, at some point. Keyword insane. All right. Yeah. Uh, Danae, what were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say, I think I actually did watch a, a CW show uh, one entire season out of genuine curiosity, and it was the Sabrina. Oh, okay. But I didn't well, watch Well, that was on Netflix, one. though. That was on Netflix. Yeah. That was not a CW show. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, another thing was, we shouldn't know. I thought it was, I was reading that, that they're connected somehow, but maybe they, I'm they are. I mean, they are based on the comics. They're in the same universe. Um, oh, I will say okay. Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, though, is based on a new comic series that they created on Archie Comics, and it follows that to a T. So that is a straight-up adaptation. Okay, interesting. Um, so but yeah, my, that is Netflix. So it wasn't related then. I, I But it's very it similar, though. It's still very similar. Yeah, and I will it say, is. But surprisingly yeah. dark, uh, which yeah. which is why I'm kind of surprised that I watched it. But I was... And also, yeah. it's very satanic, so... <laughs> it, yeah, oh, it hello, is. Satan. Oh, hi, Satan. But uh, we should mention when we say that about the CW show thing, and I'm sure some things changed, but Riverdale originally was a Fox show. Oh, okay. Uh, Fox actually bought it and then decided not to go with it, um, and they moved to the CW. So. Well, let's uh, let's talk about the video itself. Uh, let's start with the, the CW bingo card. Um, first awesome. of all, lots of requests for us to actually make one, which really? I think we should. <laughs> That's so fun. Um, I can there guarantee- might be some licensing issues well, there. Well, <laughs> we can. We'll, we'll skirt around it, but all we have to do is come up with 24 cliches uh, for a full bingo card, and I think we can do that. I certainly think there are at least 24 things. Hell, uh, you might even get the CW in, on board with that. I think right. they very much love what they're doing. Yeah. So. Um, so so there was also some comments that how did you get a bingo with four entries? Well, you forgot the free space in the middle. So, you know, it was just the right <laughs> the right four entries. That's so um, funny. That- but I also wanted to mention, originally we had like 12 entries oh, yeah. on I the original plenty. script, and no, we thought it was this- a little too much. Yeah, let's go into this a little bit, because I want to praise Jonathan, because I presented the CW Shit Show Bingo because uh, I was inspired by Aaron uh, and Jonathan talking. I think, I don't remember if it was what you were talking about, but the whole, like, the list, the the, yeah. the paint-by-numbers <laughs> check thing. And when you've talked about that, the two of you before, about CW, it was just the in The latest example, I think, being the 100. Uh, the, it just, you know, checked off oh, a bunch of Oh, I love that those. show, too. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so, because that was in my mind, it just turned into this bingo card yeah. and, and just had this vision of sitting down with a checklist watching the show just going check 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 and so as I was writing the script I just kept kind of going back to that and I was a little nervous presenting the idea to Jonathan because this is like a you're you're kind of creating this visual element uh, there's you know audio that's going along with the, with the sound of the card 
moving around and will Jeremy understand the purpose of it yeah. and all so uh, Jonathan I actually massaged this and worked on it in the combine process probably more than we've ever gone back and forth on anything before it had been a while since I had I mean I mean as far as TV sins go this legit might have been the most we've gone back and forth on a script since like the very first video Game yeah of and that was because you know we were creating channel um but no but th- but this was a but not in, this not in, I don't mean that in a bad way this no was, no this was fun it was trying um, to craft how do we make sure yeah, that this is actually yeah. going to translate to the viewer because we're and then doing we had to show so it different. to two other people Aaron had yeah. to read it and Chris had to read it yeah and they had their they had their opinions too yeah. which were good so yeah we kind of opted to send as more bingo options forward kind of knowing that they were going to get cut yeah. down a little bit and that's exactly what happened and I think that where it ended up was great so it's just kind of fun to present something and and see it kind of work yeah I legit think there were there were a dozen of them to yeah. start off with and then we cut them down on my shadow process mm-hmm. down to like seven maybe this and might then... have even had the most sins initially combined let's that talk I've about that <laughs> let's talk about that it the other thing lot. that Jonathan did was he rejected my idea to have twelve thousand five hundred sins <laughs> did you know that that was on there Aaron? no, no. Well, I, the, but, the, uh, but it was a uh, it was there were it had nothing to do with the number because Danae was like but the number means nothing I was like I totally agree I was like the problem we're gonna have with that though is I thought that was gonna be a huge pain for us reviewing the video um trying to figure out if made in got it correct um because it's just such a large number the reason that I chose <laughs> and that I remember number what the other yeah you, it, there's a very good reason why you chose is that it. It, that's what Cheryl she tells uh Veronica to follow her on Twitter and she'll do a follow back well don't freaking make a Twitter account CW <laughs> if you're not gonna follow back the 12,500 people at the time that I you know, one wrote sin the for every that's one, one of those sin for every person you didnn't follow back and that's I was like, really I didn't even think about checking that that's really awesome that you check to see if there was a Twitter account I was um, super curious yeah I didn't the even only think person about it. that 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 the account is following is the actress who plays Cheryl Blossom nice of course so of course that's how that works so uh, yeah it was, it was a lot of fun there was a lot of that going on another one of my favorites was the Cheryl Wood Blossom at TV sins you know I a always nice love one, Jonathan I, was, hey, I was I even told today I'm pretty happy about this one. yeah that one got some love in the comment section too yeah for sure uh really enjoyed uh found your porn um, yeah i had that one down that was the name <laughs> uh and then i always love a, a good pun slash portmanteau and descriptions is just such a beautiful one of those that was uh, the i believe so. yeah right yeah i think so it might have pretty i was pretty proud of myself i think that, that was, was pretty straightforward too i don't think that was when we changed i think you just had that list i can't there were well, quite a few so of these changed up because it sounds yeah. so much like descriptions <laughs> yeah, yeah descriptions. exactly so it's it exactly like descriptions yeah uh, Jonathan, oh, i just said i just you? said it wrong <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly like descriptions <laughs> that's what it is aaron <laughs> Uh, what were some of your favorite parts, Jonathan? Um, well, you mentioned the um, you mentioned the uh, got your porn or found your porn. That was hilarious. That I'd, and that was one where I had to go back and actually watch it because I didn't know what she was referring to. So that was really funny. That was a nice catch. Um, I like this is me, but I like my own horn. But I like getting a Pacey Miss Jacobs Dawson's Creek reference in there. Yep. Uh, which Dawson's Creek's an early like WB, which would probably that would be interesting to see that show updated for the CW. It'd probably just be a lot crazier, but. Uh, about 
about the name. Um, Danae looking up the Twitter handle I had written down. Uh, Chris actually changed this one up. Danae and I both, I believe, had stuff where uh, Betty and Veronica kissed, right? I think we both had something there. Yeah. And then Chris came in with one that was just perfect, where yeah. it was that some people see a candle, uh-huh. you know, and it, but it doesn't matter because at the end there's just sticky laptops or yep. whatever. And uh, I thought that was that was great. Uh, I love that we got to throw in the sin offer Luke Perry. Um, I don't know if he's like the greatest actor in the world, but he's definitely a TV staple that we right. lost. Yeah, he's Hall of Fame. And since we're doing TV sins and everything, yeah, I mean, I don't know how you don't mention him. And we got a, we got a lot of uh, people said they were happy we did that. Yeah, um, yeah for And sure. the Little Rascals outtake, which I put in, I was so glad that worked because that was just one of those weird moments where I was watching the show and then it showed that shot of uh, after Veronica's like says hi to them and Archie just had this most ridiculous like stalkery, uh, creepy look on his face. So just throwing in the alfalfa singing uh, You Are So Beautiful to Me. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad that got in and I'm glad no one said we can't put that in because of it. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I Danae, wanted that. Danae, did you have any other thoughts on the script? Um, I had several that I was really proud of. When Cheryl makes the bird noise. Yeah. I really... Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> I. Uh... It's so out of nowhere. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> well, he has these binoculars. He's looking around like he's looking for like wildlife or something uh-huh. and then he comes across and what it reminded me of a little bit was music from behind right yeah you know, this and so i was like man let's just do something really cr- weird random and so then of course i go right to google and like weird bird noises and found a great video that had a whole bunch of options and as soon as i heard the willow grouse uh-huh. i was like that's it <laughs> that's it this weird noise i really like that um i also really liked there was something that happened this time that i know is going to continue to happen because you guys listening are the freaking best but i had several people reach out to me twitter and discord asking if the black bra sheer top and in the comments and in the comments it's in the comments too yeah. like this is danae and i'm like how do you know so i <laughs> guess i'm sort of which is scary in a way because you've been pegged a little bit as the as mm-hmm. aaron wordplay yeah, yeah and that's not always true nope. but in this case i i really enjoyed answering every single one of them going how did you know and they're like we just <laughs> knew it was you so that was one of my favorite things that happened i thought it was funny that when chris reviewed it i think he thought you wrote the cheerleaders sin and i was like that was actually oh, the me. flyer yeah, yeah. yeah. i was yes. like that was me yeah because <laughs> um, i have a little i have a flyer and my daughter is a flyer so I, was, I knew they i knew they were super super small people and that was one i had to work with because i didn't want it to seem like i was saying veronica was big right i was just saying she didn't she looked too tall to be a flyer is what i was trying to say if there's anybody out there that thinks i meant something mean <laughs> um the other one i really loved was the please don't make me look up bloated uh-huh. yeah, in the water. Was, yeah. Please don't make me look this up because it's kind of one of those things as, as you know listening to the show that we actually try to you know back check or whatever and so I was writing that from a genuine perspective and I was thinking I think the narrator would say this and so to add those two sins I thought that was really fun Yeah. Um, and I wondered if Jeremy would like to read that and I was really 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 proud of my outtake this time because Well let's talk about that because you have you don't deliver a lot of outtakes you really struggle with Although the Although you did do the uh, we didn't mention it when we were talking about the good place but the uh who are the people in my neighborhood yeah that was you yes and that turned out super well because you had like ted dancing on the screen
screen. It looked like he was singing it. Yeah. Yeah. There's um, the, the ones that I do. I'm I'm genuinely proud of them. But I mean, it's it's one of those things that's part of my job that I you just know you don't do well. And so mm-hmm. I'm just really hoping I can get better at it because God help me. I don't want to watch a show all the way through just to freaking look for outtakes. I, You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. that's just another watch because I already watch them twice to really, you know, get mm-hmm. a good script. And then I reread my script three or four times before I send it on. Right. So that's just so much more time just for an outtake. So I'm really hoping that this just naturally develops. But anyway, so what was the, the one from this? I'm sorry. This, I forgot. I didn't say it. Uh, the Silence oh. of the Lambs. Oh, yeah, I was yeah, yeah. That was awesome. so freaking proud of that one because that character is like she's like eating people alive because she's such this like villainous, you know, mm-hmm. person. And so to think of that line from I, I and I had to go look it up. I had to read parts of the script because I haven't seen that movie before. But I know there's a famous line and it just seems like she's, you know, this wow, that's even person. more interesting that you hadn't seen it. But you no, just, you just knew that line. I knew existed. there was something there. And so then I had to like listen to all these famous lines yeah. from it and then get to the one I'm having an old friend for dinner mm-hmm. and just how creepy it is. And it just turned out so well. well and that was Very perfect nice. because we do Sons of the Lambs a lot. But normally we do like the it rubs the lotion on mm-hmm. yeah. or something like that. So that that's not one I believe that we use that often. And it was perfect for that moment. Yeah, like I was really, fit, really proud of that one. Her character. Uh, so. if, if, if anyone ever complains about my outtakes uh, amount, I'm just going to refer to that one and be like, no, I that, <laughs> no, no. It's yeah, about kidding. quality. It's about quality, not, not quantity. quantity. Uh, <laughs> there's been a couple outtakes I'm super proud of. That's one of them. Go ahead. Uh, on to the next. On to the next one. It was uh, Riverdale was a great video, guys. Really Thanks. well done. Uh, let's move Thank on you. to the uh, latest Friends video, the one with all the Thanksgivings. Uh, this was a Dicer Hughes script, today and I writing on this. Uh, can, I, can I ask a real quick question? So yeah. we did a poll on these episodes, right? We had... Yes. Okay. Because I was really curious why out of... Because uh, Friends is pretty well known for its Thanksgiving episode. Like, that's yeah. kind of one of their things that they did. And this isn't really one of the better ones. <laughs> so I'm, I'm kind of... But maybe most people think it is. Maybe I'm just alone. Uh, well, it was the one that got the most votes. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, interesting. Now, I will say we don't go with a straight vote total choice process. We also take into consideration things like spreading through different seasons, sure. you know, those kind of things. But um, but no, this one was was definitely one that got a lot of votes. I so. think because it's the one where Chandler says he loves... Now, that money. is yeah. a great moment. Yeah, I think that probably has a lot to do with and it. And I also think people like to do the flashbacks to different parts of the story that sort yeah. of give more uh, context context to their friendships and yeah. relationships. And seeing Chandler and seeing Ross, you know, dressed up in 80s gear and like Flock of Seagulls or whatever they were doing the mm-hmm. next yeah, year. Yeah, I think that's why that's people fun. like the prom video one so And much. you get to see Rachel's old nose and you get to see Monica in a fat suit. <laughs> so there's just sort of, you know, world building there. I think people really like it. Hey, yeah. the, fat, the fat suit was improved. Yes, yes, it had. Uh, yeah, that's what I, I wrote down about this episode. It's kind of like a clip show, except for it's all new material. <laughs> you know, it's like everybody sitting around yeah. reminiscing and, yeah. and then kind of doing, you know. Well, and Friends did this a decent amount, too. So that is kind of interesting. Maybe this is one where they kind of packed in two of their like favorite things to do. Thanksgiving and uh, showing the sh- like the clip show that's not really a clip show. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think the episode's fine as far as Friends episodes are considered. Um, let's talk about the video a little bit. I'll let you uh, start, Jonathan, since Danae and I wrote on it. Um, yeah, it was it was very, very funny. Um, I thought, um, first off, I just want to say Butternut Squash is great. Um, <laughs> but it is a but weird But it shouldn't name. be called Butternut. What no, a weird not. word probably for a squash. 
Come on. Um, I also thought that, you know, we call out him talking about, uh, Joey talking about the girl's skirt coming up and how that doesn't age well. Mm -hmm. Um, And we didn't call this out, but we did have a joke about it, which we had the peen joke, which was great. But I did think it was really funny that the whole, they're making the whole joke about how he's met his future wife that ends up being a lesbian. And then they just pile on, you know, four different lesbian stereotypes. Yeah. Yeah. She plays for both teams. I was like, oh my God. Uh, But, uh, but I, but I did love the sin that we use because uh, a peen is always hilarious. And uh, and then you made it rhyme, so that was even better. <laughs> um, I also loved the college girlfriend scent just because it was very different uh, than our normal college girlfriend scent. Because I could see oh, that yeah, being yeah, yeah. one that listeners are like, God, you our viewers are like, you guys really run this college girlfriend scent into the ground. But I like that we can find new ways to use it. Yeah, it was. And, it uh, just struck me as I was because the first part yeah. of what he says is so much a the, you know that's what she said slash college girlfriend kind of moment, and then he adds something about a nail. <laughs> just the idea yeah. that it would yeah, totally like, shake oh, wait, the narrator out of it. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah no, and no. Um, I like Danae was able to get her Rachel sucks thing in. Thank um, you. And that was actually a good point. She she brought all of that up. So And she uh, does it again in the next and episode. The, and then, that yeah, I, I thought that was funny because when I was when I was re-watching the video to prep for this, I was like, I was thinking about that. I was like, wait, I just, didn't I just read this scene like, in know. another script? And I was like, oh my God, she did it again. <laughs> She's horrible <sighs> person. You're and converting I me. To, I got uh, to make fun of the relationship again and compare them Yo, to hot yeah, sauce yeah. and hiney holes oh that so. was so good the hiney holes one i remember when you wrote that you actually sent it to me in like uh-huh. a text or something yeah. like i just wrote this one and i'm laughing at myself and this this uh one does the thing where it's like ross was making fun of chandler and he invented some way of making uh-huh. fun of chandler yeah. he's like that joke was mine and this the, the sin in the video is cinema sins writers yeah. i loved that because that is us we're like he that joke was That's mine. What, as soon as he said it, he was just the look on his face yeah, it was like, oh, it's like he's on an episode of Behind the Sins <laughs> yeah. right now. Oh, I did it. Oh, <laughs> I think mine. what he said was Sir Limps a lot. I came up with that. Yeah. And then he just gives this look. <laughs> And it's just like, uh, this is us. Oh, my God. This is us. Uh, we haven't talked about the Cine Wink yet. Uh, well, I thought Janae would want to talk about that, so the, I left that alone. Yeah, tell us about the process of the, the sin, you know, Cine Winking, because I actually wrote the Sin. You did. Uh, which was about Cine being an SJW, which I, you know, I love the fact that we can keep people off balance with, like, you know, what do we believe? What is the character of the Sin counter? What's the character of the narrator? Where does it, it come you from? Know, it came, it, the, the idea for the wink came from us talking about him being a sentient him or her. Thank you. Cindy being a sentient uh, they. uh, I believe Cindy prefers the pronoun they. Oh, okay. So um, it is... No, I think not Cindy might, I think I think like the narrator is Jeremy. Cindy might just be Danae. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I no, I wanted to uh, throw something out, and we had just had the conversation with Creasy about how they like to have challenges as yeah, he editing regretted team. that by the way. Uh, <laughs> and so I thought, well, uh, wouldn't it be kind of funny if after this joke is made about that Cindy would just send it anyway? What if there was a way to confirm that? So I thought about a wink, and the editor, the editing team, I think it was actually. Ashley she was like uh, I mean we can do that and then she wrote a little bit about some things she looked up well I have a note 9 
line. And so I just pulled my pen out and I just drew up a, a, an idea to flip the four on its side and then turned it into a mouth and then have it wink and emailed that back. And just that kind of visual assistance on what we could do to possibly animate this encounter turned into something she was like, oh, I can do that quick. And so she did it and we all liked it. We tweaked it just a little bit so that the ding happened right when the wink happened. And then we put it out to you guys and, and you guys liked it. it. Yeah. yeah, people love it. So, so that was really fun. Yeah, that was a fun one. Uh, and then I wanted to give props for Chantrum because again, another portmanteau. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, so. yeah I did. I did two good ones. <laughs> I think you've done more than two good ones. Uh, anything else about this uh, episode or this Sins video that you no, guys I mean, we wanted kinda, to mention? We, kinda, we mentioned it, but I will say like the uh, the the Chandler saying I love you is uh, is actually a really good moment. Even if the turkey head thing is the dumb. Ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I have a lot of I do of believe you could get a turkey that big, but no. just, you really can't? <laughs> no. And I, I think somehow the... the, um, the Well, you could get a turkey maybe that big, but it wouldn't be that hollow on the inside. You would have to hollow it out as well. Yeah. It, it, gotcha. there, are, there are massive turkeys, but the cavity is not built for human heads. Yeah. All, uh, not that easily. It would take a lot of preparation. And, I see. Uh, so I did some research on the prop, which was kind of fun to do. And uh, uh, behind the scenes stuff is that the prop for Friends was incredibly expensive. Yeah. Because it had to look real and have breathability and they had to be able to see through it. And it, I mean, it did. It looked really real. Yeah. Um, but it was It was a funny gag. Like, it, yeah. was a, it was a legit funny sight, especially when Monica had it on. Yeah. And was like dancing. And, you know, yeah. that was that was. But I still say, and, and we both wrote this sin, but I still say the most legitimate sin in that entire video is where did that turkey come from? Because I totally it was agree after Thanksgiving. Like, I totally agree yeah. with you. So uh, that, that is bo- the, that bothered me. That is the most legitimate. If there is ever a legitimate sin in any of the videos we do, that's one of them. Um, yeah. How can you get a, a turkey that big on Thanksgiving Day? Yeah. Like who's even open that right. has 25 pound turkey? Anyway, uh, I also realized that Mr. Bean did this. Mm-hmm. And which when, people were really glad that you referenced. Which I was so excited for because mm-hmm. I watched a clips from that particular episode. Hilarious, of course. But I also learned that he like got uh, he was in a lot of pain after recording the episode because his prop was insanely heavy. Mm. So he was trying to keep his head up while having this prop on and he ended up kind of hurting himself. So just this whole turkey, people's head and turkeys thing has, you know, it comes with complications is what I'm saying. And that was kind of fun to research. Physical comedy is hard to make. It is hard. (laughs) Um, I also really like there was a there was a sin that both Aaron and I wrote and we had very different perspectives on it. Oh, yeah. We have to talk about this. Go ahead. Are you talking about the chocolate chip cookie Uh or the cookie? I don't even know if it was chocolate chip. It was so funny because we both wrote a sin when she says, hey, don't eat my cookie. I'm going to leave it here. From our own perspectives, uh, mine was the one that got in because I think actually probably matches the narrators, you know, kind of, you know, whatever (laughs) being, uh, you know, obstinate. But, you know, my perspective is, you know, if you're not going to eat food, you know, it's up for grabs. It's up for grabs. And Danae's is, look, I can take my time with my food. And she's right, by the way. I fully admit her perspective is probably the healthier perspective. In fact, the narrator mentions that Mm -hmm. in the sin. And that was fun because we actually sort of uh, changed some of the verbiage as we went Mm -hmm. to sort of encompass a little bit of those perspectives. I think I I remember. It was just hilarious because Danae's sin was very much a sin on anybody who would take a, who would dare take a 
take who a bite. Who would do that? Who and my sin was cookie? on anybody who would tell you not to take a bite. <laughs> so but, we had a nice yeah, back and forth. But I understand what Aaron's saying because this is just me personally. If I'm really in the mood for a cookie and you put a cookie in front of me, like that, <laughs> that's going to be gone. Like if it's mine, I mean, that's going to be gone. Like Especially I'm not if you haven't be... taken a bite in five minutes and yeah. then you walk out the door five without minutes. even touching it. I'm not going to be Phoebe and just let it sit there. Uh, I, of course, I'm the person that when we left for Nashville, there was lots of chatter that we actually brought donuts with us and I didn't eat one and a half of the donuts that were they Aaron, sat there Aaron, all weekend Aaron you have no idea two donuts and I <laughs> ate half of one and that was it and I kept saying you know hey uh, those donuts are still out there you want me to bring those in no 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 I made them later no no, no I made them later uh, also before we move on I want to say that all in the comment section there was talk about Courtney Cox having an accent did you guys know she has an accent no I didn't either she has a she naturally has a southern accent yeah she's yeah. she actually I, and I didn't know that so it's kind of fun I didn't to know that either I don't even I have no idea where she's from they, they're basically the, the idea was you know you're giving sense back for Phoebe which I love that we did that this episode and I know the moment that she kind of like steps out and is asking kind of like hello are you there because you know Joey was he's mm-hmm. like hello help help and she kind of just steps out and has this like happy little ethereal grin like she's about to talk to a ghost or another mm-hmm. being or something I just love the way that she acted in that moment we it gave some so, sense back for Monica too yeah so in this one yeah. but not for her accent no not for her accent so, anyway no well, but, I mean, Courtney, Courtney Cox, to be fair, is probably the best actor on that show. You think so? Um, yeah, I mean, and I mean, and part of that is probably because she had the most experience going into the show, too. I don't know. I really like Joey. Because uh, she was on uh, Family Ties for a while. No, Matt, <laughs> but, but Matt, Le, no, Matt LeBlanc's a good actor, too. I'm just saying, I, I believe, in my personal opinion. No, that's fine. I, yeah. I was just giving you crap for no reason. <laughs> I hear you. Uh, yeah, she's from Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah, so she has Oh, a... wow. Yeah, that would be an Alabama accent. Would mm-hmm. definitely but I've be seen her, like, on talk shows and stuff i don't remember so she must really hide it well yeah um, she's she's probably a adap- dad just a d- fully adapted yeah, her accent point, at this point yeah. so well i have an australian accent you guys can't tell so. that's true yeah, yeah. today has been hiding that for a long time <laughs> uh all right let's move on to music i wish for Me- all of the australians <laughs> i wish say say good day mate uh good day mate yeah that was great that's I you. you know brisbane i think yep. you're from brisbane it's just as amazing as my syncast hello <laughs> <laughs> <That's> hi <right. laughs> Hi. Uh, let's move on to music video sins. Uh, Lizzo is on the agenda for this week's music video sins. Uh, the song is called Truth Hurts. And uh, let's hear what you guys have to say about it, because I think I have opinions on this that nobody wants I, to hear. I like Lizzo the person. Uh, a, a decent, I've never I mean, met her. I, no, no, I've never met her. But I'm <laughs> saying just from what I what I've seen of her in interviews and stuff like I, I like her. Mm-hmm. Um, she seems like a very real individual. And she's just, you know, she's, you know, I, I like her. I just I just don't like the music. I, I'm not I'm not getting why she's um, as popular as she is. But well, in this song, just apparently this song came out a couple years ago and is just yeah. now getting to be popular, which I find very fascinating. Yeah, as and well. it was popular after like she had a couple other hits. I mean that do, that does happen occasionally. Yeah, um, uh, you know, like uh, I don't know. I mean that's happened to quite a few. I mean Nine Inch Nails is the one that always pops in my head because Pretty Hate Machine was out for like two years before um, Head Like a Hole became a hit. You know, yeah. so it does happen. But I, I know you're saying yeah that is weird so i you know i i read the lyrics and i watched the original video i didn't care for it much um mm-hmm. i i i don't know it, it just feels okay so these these today you talk i don't think nobody wants to hear my opinions on this song oh, okay, i really cool. don't feel like anybody I wants to hear a what question i have to about say. a sin i didn't get what is smells like someone crapped in their cilia bong what is that from that is oh. jay and silent bob that is yeah oh. that's it that uh, these morose motherfuckers over here i honestly write this second i think it i think it's from clark 
Kubrick, the first Clerks, okay, but okay, it's from okay. one of those movies. Like it's it's one of those things where you know you just didn't get something. Right, there's a reference there. But, that and there's I'm a missing, delivery yeah. to it, and yeah. the way that Jeremy delivers it, it's clearly yeah. like, it's fine. But I just missed it, so I had to ask you guys because this is a safe space to make mistakes <laughs> and ask questions. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. No, it's definitely a Jason Mewes. I just for some reason okay. I'm it's I'm blanking on which Kevin Smith movie it's from. But, but you're asking about the video itself, not yeah. the sins yet. Um, I didn't I didn't have a problem with it. I mean, I thought it was kind of fun, and it's like it's a power song about like you don't owe mm-hmm. me you can't have me um i'm not your side girl kind of a thing and it's got that kind of power feel to it i i have actually so a little bit uh i guess about me is because i have chosen in my life not to consume a lot of media until now and that's my job <laughs> um i don't keep up with a lot of like the new especially especially in music yeah i just really don't stay connected to a lot of the most popular um musicians so mm-hmm. i'm actually meeting people now for the first time i had never heard of lizzo <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> i'm the lame person i apologize um but i was really having a good time like meeting her and this is my first song to kind of get to know her in so i got a vibe from her and then i went and watched some of her life performances and was kind of impressed by what she's able to do and then of course i watched music from behind and learned that you know she's even cooler so we'll talk about that <laughs> next um so no i i was my first time to really like listen to her and i i think she's talented and i had a good time so i don't know what you vibed off of uh, but- i'm not even gonna talk about it. i just i there i found there was something this as far as i'll go okay I, I found it all to be very very inauthentic i just felt very fake to me and i don't i i can I, that's possible i i it just you think it's fake that she would marry herself that's so weird <laughs> no, no 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 i i think i need to stop you there because the and i'll tell you why because i i don't need to put this negativity out there in a way when when i don't know her truth like i don't know yeah. where but, she's coming but even from if so it's not, even if it's not true for her what's wrong with writing a song that has that kind of vibe to it well because when you're dealing with messages like those maybe i missed a message that you're talking about oh you're gonna make me talk more about this no no, no it's okay no, it's okay because uh, I, I, I might have missed i find value uh-huh. in emotion and in mourning things and in having actual conversations wait wait wait, hold on, hold on. can we get specific because sure. this is super freaking sure. nebulous yeah, yeah i love i love that we have these conversations yeah. but this is gonna last I, for 25 I know, hours I knew you were gonna draw so me let in. me let me just let me just ask this are you talking yeah. about a breakup yes and you're saying that you want to have more conversations instead yeah. of like thank you next yeah no i know thank i you know next. this is why i didn't want to talk about it this is, <laughs> that's I, interesting i i just like there's there i think i want to have a culture, breakup song where we have conversations let's take it outside of lizzo okay. our culture is very much can be dismissive and be in denial instead of actually working through their stuff and there's nothing about this that wants to work through anything but you and don't know that you don't know what happened that's this why is... i didn't want to talk about it it's her truth and that's no that's no no great no. but i just and her truth hurts um <laughs> that's right i just uh yeah i was just specific to the i wasn't even thinking much about the message it was more just like the song itself just the the style of it just everything about it it just wasn't it was not ringing in my ears as something i enjoyed yeah. i immediately uh, wanted to learn the lyrics and rap along so i had a different experience <laughs> that says something yes for um sure. but that's okay because that's what's fun about music i do understand what you're saying sometimes there's like stuff that you just don't want to give time to and i understand that you really value relationships and that's really cool and everything but there are sometimes whenever you're just it's just like nope that we're not having conversations I, and, anymore. and i think there's a balance there somewhere and i'm on i am off balance i am way too much let's talk about this like well, I, you also I, married your first love and had children <laughs> and you yeah. know. It's just from a just from an 
artist standpoint, I'm I'm really fascinated by the popularity she's gained this quickly. I mean, like Barrett is a huge fan of hers, for instance. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, and, I, I think uh, she's representing uh, a type of artistry that's needed because a lot of times women are portrayed in very specific ways, and she is not. I can see that. She is not a quote unquote role model that maybe I, I love the body confidence. Come, I'm not yeah, gonna lie, I, I, I love absolutely. the body confidence. But well, she's and, also and she, speaking of hustlers. Uh, she's in hustlers. Good for her. Uh, that's she's true. One of the she's one of the dancers in Hustlers, and she's actually quite good. She's not in it very much, but when she's in it, in fact, I liked her a lot more in Hustlers than I did Cardi B. Uh, she didn't. Uh, she didn't just. She didn't take away anything from the scenes she was in, like Cardi B did. <laughs> uh, to talk about um, some of the specific sins, though, I really like the sing and single. Ain't worried about a ring on the finger. That's the line that mm-hmm. she sings, and then it's like, but this is a wedding video. <laughs> so I, I kind of, yeah. I, I, I can kind of push the two aside. There's the, the song, and then there's the yeah. video, and I do like it when they ma- match. Um, but That's my favorite line in the song, but, by the way, and my favorite part of her performance in that song is yeah. the way she sings the word sing. If, mm-hmm. if, we, if my wife yeah. and I ever like renew our vows or anything, though, I want that dude exactly right? how he looks in that video. <laughs> I think we, be should, our, we should all just stop with I want that dude. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not it. No, I just, that would be great. That would be, I just want, I want pictures from that, you know, uh, uh, wedding vow renewal. I also really like the sound of silence outtake. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's the sound of silence. Yeah. As, and then also the uh, Spider-Man meme that made it in yes. there. Just yeah, I, I actually, when around. I was reviewing the video, I, that was one of my notes was, I love this so much. Was yeah. The, the Spider-Man thing. That's great. Uh, I had a couple of uh, nitpicky things on the video, um, okay. which is always fun for me. Jeremy pronounces offensive lineman, offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I caught that. It's one of those things where I'm like, wait, what did he do to offend I didn't, you? But I didn't, it, uh, it, it I didn't catch it on the review, though. I hated it. I can't believe neither me nor Barrett caught that. But yeah, Well, no, and, and again, it's... It can be funny. It can be on purpose. It can be a funny thing. But and maybe that's just... maybe that's what it was. Barrett might have written it that way, and I just wasn't aware. Okay, but, let, let, just hear me on this. Let me hear me on this. As someone who doesn't do the football, uh-huh. I thought it was pronounced offensive life. <laughs> no, because so you thought it was defense so. and offense. Yeah, sure. Okay, I forgot about the defense part and, of it altogether. So, and the uh, no, I'm just curious the uh, the whole the whole fuck the Minnesota Vikings rant, which was clearly Barrett. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, obviously Barrett wrote the script, but like you would never yeah. have any doubt that anyone else wrote the script when you saw that because that's a Green Bay Packers fan. Uh, uh, but but you know. but does Lizzo does was she dating a lineman? Do we no, know? No, 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 no. She just like, makes a comment about the Vikings. That's I know. all it was. I, yeah. yeah, that's part of her song. But like, I just don't know enough about her to know what that's referencing i, I, I guess not, i'll have I, to dig a little no deeper clue. i'll do one of my danae research dives <laughs> i think barrett just saw the chance to uh, make fun of the minnesota vikings <laughs> you've never that. done that with sports Jonathan. no no none of us have no. no thirstily staring at a camera was great um because we you know the uh the one of the music video sends running gags is the uh, sexily staring at a camera yeah so i like that he changed that up a little bit uh in the marrying yourself metaphor i uh, thought for a second maybe this was a video about aaron dicer so i'm <laughs> Really surprised he didn't like this more. Uh, oh, shame on you, Jonathan. Shame <laughs> on you. Uh, the other nitpick I wanted to do was I could be wrong, but I think we kind of misdefined nonplussed because it sounded like we were saying it meant like the opposite of um, you know like yes plussed. Ex- you know like no glue crazy and but nonplussed actually means the same thing as being confused and distracted and crazy. People think it means not that because they think plus is that but 
uh, so I, I kind of caught that. And I was like, I'm nonplussed. I don't remember the send. So, I mean, I, yeah, it could have just been the way they did the play on words. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. So anyways, those are the two little nitpicks that I'd throw out there. Danae, did you have anything uh, nope. else in the video? Nope. Good to go. All nope. right. We'll move on to music from behind the story of Lizzo, or should I say Blue Ivy? <laughs> this is my favorite one to date. Uh, this is one of mine for sure. T- tell me why, Danae. Because I liked it too. It was really funny, but because I love Beyonce, <laughs> so so seeing that she was handled with uh, the proper respect, respect. yes, because you know if if Queen you're gonna, B. yes, she needs to be respected. The yawns. Oh, I don't know that I've ever heard it called it's the really, yawns before. <laughs> but. You know, I wonder how it. I mean, I'm sure it's fine for Beyonce because she's you know she gets to do what she wants to do and she's very famous. But I always wonder like when you get to that level of like where like you're Beyonce or you're Oprah or you're Angelina Jolie. I believe you're. That, Brad, that's goddess level. Brad, yeah. yeah, you get to like that level where it's almost like like I freak like it's like they're like they're beyond being just a person. Uh huh. <laughs> like, yeah. Like yeah. it's hard to imagine like just sitting down and like talking to Beyonce about like uh, mm-hmm. you know about sports or movies or something like or like you know. What's shoes. the best way to handle a hangnail? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, Beyonce doesn't get hangnails. <laughs> well, she just has a whole bunch of people attend her hands and feet. Like uh-huh. she has one person for each digit to make sure. But I love the perfect. shots they used of her whenever they were talking about her oh yeah uh it was it was awesome yeah this is my favorite story uh so far um for two reasons one i mentioned beyonce and second because i was learning about lizzo and so to kind of have it go right along with the uh the music video Mm -hmm. and then to sort of have fun with it you thought this was true Uh, yeah this is absolutely true you said beyonce again it's the yaunts shut the mouth i think is no that (laughs) sounds so disrespectful i mean the carters (laughs) probably do have a time machine let's be honest <laughs> yes let's be honest that is probably something that does exist and there's just so many clever references in this video uh callbacks to elon musk yeah. well, plus you, plus you get to play with down. with time travel which is always fun because you can say stupid things like terra nova develops a cult you know classic yeah. status which i that's the only thing about this video i have to talk about is that it brought up terra nova which just <laughs> slays me so. by the way i legit liked terra nova it wasn't bad it i was every awful. episode it had a great season for finale too i don't know so what mad. this is that's the point this is a show that nobody watched okay yeah. gotcha uh um, it was a really expensive show on fox a few years ago where uh it was basically jurassic park the show but it was yeah. like they were actually back in the time of dinosaurs it's about time travel so that's yeah. kind of the connection gotcha terra nova means new earth you know so they oh, were yeah i knew that they were t- they were going back to establish a they had, new oh earth. yeah they had to find a new place to live because yeah. earth in the present was all jacked up that's what it was so. yeah uh, yeah, it wasn't bad at all. <laughs> that that cracked me up. That's all I got to say. So that the rest was, is you guys. Was, like, yeah, like where did he come? Like who, whoever wrote that? I mean, I know there's some writers that made in that work on it too. But like, yeah, I don't know who pulled Terra Nova out of their uh, head because I hadn't thought about that in forever and might have been one of the only people that watched every episode, which is why it's not on anymore. <laughs> uh, scanning uh, the comment section on MFE continues to be one of my favorite things because the audience continues to just be so thrilled with what they're watching. Uh-huh. So it's very different in a way from you know cinema sins and tv sins you've got people that are obviously commenting on what they felt when they're watching it but oftentimes uh it's just suggestions for something else to do whereas mfb is just people genuinely having a good time and so it's just a different vibe in the comment section so i'm actually interacting more in those comments than Mm -hmm. i do on the other channels and um so that's been really fun for me there's actually one of them that popped up that i'm gonna slide in here if that's okay yeah go for it so uh this was directed directly at us so i might be stealing one of your guys's comments no I, I, the b 
team shout outs are, are so great. But it's a good question and it's related to what we're talking about. So this is from Kim uh, Herring. She says, hey, B team, what did Barrett mean by that's it for the first season of, of MFB? Was he just being dramatic or are there going to or is MFB going to stop for a while? So I thought we could talk about it now since we're in the section. Yeah, I think it's it's a seasonal show. Uh, so, yeah, it'll be on hiatus for a it's little bit. It's actually canceled forever. Sorry, canceled for, yeah, not enough people watched. Uh, so <laughs> maybe it'll attain cult status with, like Terra Nova. You know, just no, like. No, it's coming back. I don't I don't even think it's going to be very long. So. No, it, it's just like, and we talked about this a bit on Sincast. So um, if you're listening to this podcast, probably you listen to Sincast as well. And on this episode that came out um, earlier this week, on Monday, uh, you're going to hear kind of more chatter about like how the guys tried these different video formats and some succeed and some fail. So similar to this, it's like, hey, let's try this thing and see what happens. And so this first season was really an opportunity for the writers and the editors and everyone to get a feel for whether this is a format that everyone likes. And it's, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously everybody's having a good time. So we're going to wrap up uh, season one and then, you know, hit the ground running for season two at some point. Yeah. Cool. Yep, definitely. Anything else about uh, music from behind? I liked the line music so good. It's probably from the future. Yeah, that was uh, that was one of my that was one of my moments where I couldn't stop laughing. Very nice. Let's move on to the Cinema Sins videos for last week. Cool. We'll kick it, kick it off with Zombieland. Uh, this was a Scott Share joint. Uh, so Jeremy and Barrett teaming up on this one. Um, I, Danae, you've probably never seen Zombieland, I'm guessing. Does no. it sound like something that would be appealing to you? No, but I remember when it came out, there was a lot of people that were telling me that it was fun. Yeah. It's just not something it is. that I that's what I, I mean, it's say. a straight up comedy. It is yeah. not a horror movie in any way, shape, or form. I mean, other than there's gore. You yeah, know, there, like, there is there's... gore, but I'm just saying it's not like it's it, there's nothing in it that's scary or frightening in the least. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just it's played for laughs. And unless like dead people Shaun scare you, <laughs> uh, these are silly dead people. I think met the meta ness of this movie is kind of a little bit of what made it. I think it's clever. Mm-hmm. I love Emma Stone. Obviously, we all do. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. It's fresh. I it kind of took me by surprise it's one of those nice movies where you're not expecting a ton and you go watch it and you're like oh that was kind of fun yeah i liked it i i don't think i was ever like on the love bandwagon that a lot of people were at the time because i mean this movie was a huge hit like it you know it, it did really well and kind of caught everybody by storm like nobody really expected it to do what it did um because i remember i mean not that it's in the same you know boat as far as the type of horror film it is if you want to call it that but i remember at the time like uh, saw six came out like a week or two after it and it did better than saw six like three weeks later than saw six did in its first weekend you know basically so um it and, and Saul you know owned like October for the last like five years yeah um so uh it was you know it was a bit of a surprise um but yeah no it's funny um I do like that in the video itself I do like that we point out how silly the rules are which I think that's kind of on purpose but um it is interesting when you look at it when you really start to get into like the rules I think this is a good time to talk about this because yeah. there there will be times where in the comments certainly were full of a lot of people explaining <clears throat> Yeah. Well, the rules are just what came to his head, and yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. not supposed to make sense. And we get that; we understand that. We, you can still sin parts of that that you know don't make sense, or you know the narrator is looking at it and going, "Why is this rule this way?" Or so. Well, it's, and I think we, I think we point out a good, we make a good point though that most 
most likely, which granted, I don't know the screenplay writers personally, but I, I have a feeling like somebody in the, you know, was like, man, cardios, that's just going to be funny. I mean, right. they weren't, I don't think they were thinking past that. So, right. I mean, we're kind of just making fun. And that's even mentioned in The Sins. We're making fun of the idea that most likely the screenplay writers weren't taking the rules seriously. Right. Uh, they exactly. were just, whatever was funny to them is what they decided to put in. Yeah. So. Yep, exactly. Yeah, that the um, sending the rules hit for me because there's multiple times it's kind of mentioned in our script. But then it, it hit for me when it was like, if this is the most important rule, it should be number one. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, it's starting to make more sense because having never seen it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it looked fun. I, I, I like and I've said this before, so I hate to sound like a broken record, but I like watching the Sins videos when I know I'm not going to watch the movie um, and don't have any interest in watching the movie or whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, and this is one of those where I, I probably could watch it. It kind of made it less scary for me where maybe I could go in and, and watch it now and kind of know what to expect in a way. It's yeah. like a, it's like a extended preview in it. Um, there's been several times I've read comments of other people having the same kind of feel like, thank you for doing this. Now I can go watch it. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of like a spoiler, like a snarky spoiler in a way. Yeah. Uh, because I was able to see some of the things that were really interesting and like the, the way that they would overlay the rules onto the screen, mm-hmm. just some of how they, I, I don't know what that would be called technically. Yeah. It's well, I mean, it's like Adobe After Effects, you know, it's yeah. just like it's it's weird text stuff. Which I'm sure at the time uh, when this came out was sort of fun in mm-hmm. a way. Now you kind of see it more often and even commercials and things like that where the text sort of moves in such a way that kind of guides your yeah. eyes around and it sort of matches the scenery. It matches this the screen and whatever's happening. Mm-hmm. So um, anyways, just seeing kind of how the movie was shot and that it is a comedy. That was sort of fun. Uh, yeah. So I uh, as someone who legit does not like clowns and uh, <laughs> is I wonder which one clowns, of us was going to bring this I'm an this idiot. One up. But yeah, it has, you just need to have a sexual experience in a bank sometimes, uh, you know, apparently, and then, and then you'll be fine. But, it, but I mean, I guess maybe that I mean, I, I think Jeremy's point was more because I think he wrote that because I talked to him about something else. But um, I believe he told me he wrote that one, too. But um, I think his point was that it's just kind of gotten overplayed. Like, it's just like clowns are in everything now. And, yeah. Like they're they're presented as like a scary thing, which they don't necessarily have to be. Totally agree with that. I just don't like it. Like, I don't like masks either in general, just because I don't like not knowing what your actual uh, facial expression is. Like, I don't like painted on smiles. Don't ever go into surgery, okay? Yeah, yeah for sure. They're all wearing masks in there. Yeah. yeah. No, but I'm just saying, like, I don't like, like, the painted on smile is what gets me. Like, I, that's what creeps me out because you think, like, there could be, like, a really, like, just deranged person behind that. That You know, I don't know. That whole imagery is what always, like, freaked me out. That's why I have my fear. No, I wrote um, that down, And I haven't too. liked him since I was a kid. Uh, because I remember when we talked about sharks on that episode uh-huh. and the Discord chat blew up about everyone kind of sharing their own phobias. Yeah. And I really appreciated that, uh, learning about people having fear of depth and people having fear of heights and people having fears of this and that's and clowns came up and there's two people in discord that I remember were like not cool with clowns crispy and schadenfreude they were like uh yeah. I'm not okay with clowns and so I the first people that I thought of <laughs> I was, I'm like well I know two it's, people <laughs> it's I mean it's way down on the list for me but uh but yeah but it's definitely like I think it's a legit thing but uh but I know why he put it in there and it was still very funny uh it um, was extremely funny and yeah. the line nobody in the bank seemed to mind either is one of my favorite lines yes. ever written in a cinema <laughs> script 
that was I, it's just outstanding. perfect it's perfect uh anything else from the video that you guys wanted to uh, i love that up? we had a future role credits yeah for uh double tap i thought that was really funny um and i kind of forgot i mean i guess i did know they said that because that's one of the rules but uh i just i wasn't thinking about it you know and then when i saw that in the video i thought that was hilarious i liked the the line hold my twinkie mm-hmm. yeah uh, which was very fitting for the movie and the and the scenario um i i i like mad dog and glory uh but even though we made fun of that i just want to say that's actually a really good underrated movie right um cleaning out grocery stores when snow is predicted in the south is yes true oh my god that is just such a pet peeve of mine but it's uh, the truth so man was, huh it's the truth as somebody who grew oh. up and in, in, lived most of my life in michigan uh the way the south handles yeah uh half an inch of snow and are is you eating hilarious. are you eating milk sandwiches like i've never the milk and bread thing is what kills me yeah like, it, are you a, are you pouring the milk on the bread you like, dip I, the I bread just, no you dip the bread in the milk <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> I think it, it's got to come from like something historical where our ancestors passed down that if it snows, you go grab what you need because you're not going to get out. Yeah. And well, I think it's perishables, and sometimes right? Sometimes that it's, does yeah. happen. It's perishables. It's things that, that quickly perish. Bread, because if you're stuck, the bread and milk you have will go bad. So you want to go yeah. get some new bread and milk too. That's it's the perishable stuff. But what always irritates me about it is because every because all these the the, the people that are crazy and go do it make the people that are sane have to. Go do it because yes. yeah. if we don't, or, we hey, will have nothing. So better option: make yeah, your own bread. You know, there you go. Yeah, get flour, just... get some salt, and you and you make your own milk right now. So I know, right? <laughs> we'll be fine. Wow. Um. Anyways, um, uh, I really like the uh, hostess truck and yeah. the reference that hostess went under. Uh-huh. You know, just after. Yeah. But I'm like heavily immersed in snack cake world because my husband's job involves snack. Yeah, cakes. hostess is the enemy. Yeah, they're our enemy. Yeah. You're a, little, you're a little Debbie family. Mm-hmm. We sure nice. are. So seeing the hostess truck, I was I I, I didn't think where like you cross your arms, you go, huh. <laughs> no. I don't like Twinkies. The only I other think, two that I wrote down are like stuff that you'd have to bleep me out on, but don't stick your beep in crazy and eat yellow snow. I cracked up. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then the BS taco wrapped in a kiss my balls shell top with a slightly tangy FU sauce. <laughs> I'm like, man, that's a really good one. <laughs> yeah. No, Very my, descriptive. Um, my dad actually gave me the don't stick your dick in crazy advice. Um, Was that your joke? No, no, no. I didn't write this. And that's something yeah. I've heard many times since, but my dad just said it to me. I'd never heard And uh, that was one of my things going to college. That was one of his tips. You know, it's not bad advice. It's Um, no, it's not. It's weird when I think back on it. I think he was trying. (laughs) I think he was trying to be funny, right? And since I had never heard it before, I didn't get it. So I think it just created an awkward moment between us. But um, I will never forget him saying that, though. Um, It's so funny those moments when our our parents (laughs) decide to say something about sex once we're older. I will never forget on my wedding day, my dad looked at me and look. We hadn't talked about sex since I was, you know had the talk or whatever he yeah. looked at me and he goes some nights are for her some nights are for you and that was his big advice for my wedding day <laughs> and not not untrue <laughs> not untrue that's actually not pretty that good I didn't advice. know that but you know i i, I that, that's much better oh, advice crap. than what i got to be fair. Yeah. well i don't know it depends on how you look at it i guess um, uh if i don't know if anyone has anything else but i did also want to say how, uh that i was really excited to see this one was trending um on the trending page yeah. this yeah. video and i know that happens from time to time but it's really fun for me to see that now that I'm kind of on the yeah. back, you know, like the behind mm-hmm. the scenes stuff. I think both movies last week, both uh, CinemaSins videos trended for a little oh, bit. Oh, very so. nice. And this yeah. one's the, at like uh, like one and a half million views. Yeah, it's so doing really well. The, that's um, big. The only one thing I had to say, and if we've done this before, and I'm like 
way like in the past and I just don't remember it. That's fine. But we had a couple, I believe we had two social network outtakes, but I remember thinking while I was watching it, like you could literally just do five or six social network outtakes. Like yeah. you could have just had Jesse Eisenberg and just done a bunch of great ones. Cause that's one of those movies where you could just pull from. And then I was just thinking, I wonder if we could ever try to do that. tonight. I think that would be like an interesting uh, thing to do with the outtakes at some point, like just pick like a movie. <laughs> <laughs> do them all from the it, same yeah one. and just have like five or six from that same movie but i don't know that was just something that popped in my head while i was watching it because i was sitting there thinking the whole time like you could totally just have like because there's there's so many moments from that movie so you just throw jesse eisenberg in a random scene and you know just grab something from social network yeah and it would be amazing so, yeah anyways. It's, it's one of those uh one of those things where all of a sudden you you start to turn it into like an alternate trailer for fit yeah. you know for yeah. uh social network yeah, exactly. using just zombie land footage uh <laughs> Yeah. Uh, we ready to move on to Brightburn? Yeah, I'm going to skip this one. Um, did you watch it? Nope. Oh, that makes me really sad. Why? It's so funny. It's yeah, a really it's a great, great video. It it's actually, it might be one of my video. favorite videos. Okay, let, okay, okay. First of all, you should have told me before now uh, that it would be a good one to watch. Because two, I was supposed to write on Brightburn, and yeah. you told me not to because it was a scary horror one. Well, we took all that stuff out. We just we just have fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, I watched Pet Cemetery last know, week and it was traumatizing. Like, that has like, I don't know. It's it's different. You need to tell me. <laughs> Barrett and I are mean. Aaron, Aaron and Jeremy are nice. It was this was this you and Jeremy? I'm sorry. You didn't yeah, say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. This is a Dicer Scott joint. So Jeremy and I wrote on this one. Um, we can talk about the movie itself since we're kind of already there. Yeah, I've seen it. Go ahead. Uh, I, man, and we, we touch on this quite a bit in the video, but what mm-hmm. a waste of a gr- uh, great concept. Um, it just, I can if, agree with that. It, it felt like the movie didn't understand what was so good about this idea because yeah. it completely undermines it and short circuits it by just having it be a, a like a, a possession movie. It's just a demon possession movie. Yeah, it, I, I think they just kind of wanted to make a paint by the numbers horror movie. And, and I mean, and I guess it is hard to, you know, they do say you can't really argue what a movie isn't. But in this case, I mean, it does feel like there could have just been a lot more uh, to it. I felt for what it was, I actually tweeted when I saw it in the theater, I tweeted kind of jokingly, kind of serious that if it was a DCEU movie, it would be near the top. Yeah. Um, and it, after watching it a second time or, or watching this edit and just watching a lot of it again, um, I kind of still feel that way. I mean, I'm sure like Wonder Woman's better, but uh, although Wonder Woman, I will admit, doesn't hold up that great. But uh, but I mean, just that that speaks more to how bad most DCEU movies are than right. this actually being good. I, I think I like it more than you, but I still don't like it. Yeah, um, and, and, it, and it, uh, admittedly, this is the kind of thing that snowballs on me. Uh, mm-hmm. Early on when I realize it's not taking the concept where I want to take, it it's yeah. it's not taking the concept in a place i pl- find interesting uh then all of a sudden the cheap jump scares and the silly horror tropes and all that yeah. stuff just becomes even more annoying yeah that bugs um, me too i mean it because because like i said it's very it is very paint by the numbers and as far as the paint by the numbers type of thing like this goes i guess it's okay but do i care yeah um when i've seen this done so much better um so many other times yeah uh, uh, I did, go ahead no you go ahead oh, i was just gonna say the one thing i did and this has to do with the video too you guys talk about the erica death scene and the diner yeah um, um, I did legitimately like that scene. Um, it is gross, but I did actually find that scene creepy. Um, yeah. And I thought it was, even though the even though the the blood vision is dumb as hell, um, <laughs> yeah. I thought it was a very effective uh, tool uh, as far as like visually. Um, yeah. And, um, and well, I don't know. I'm, I enjoyed for, that scene. If I'm glad that scene's there for no other reason than it allowed me to write one of my favorite sins that I've ever written. Oh, in a and script. I didn't watch it. That's why you're so upset. Uh, which is. 
There's No Crying Blood in Baseball. Yes, uh, which, I had that written down. Uh, it just came to me. It was just one of those things. Yeah, and, the day uh, she's like, she's holding a baseball bat. Like, she's missing an eye. Or she has she pulled glass out of an eye. And she's okay. holding a baseball bat with blood just pouring from her eyes. And the narrator says, there's no crying blood in baseball. Brilliant. <laughs> that is really brilliant. Mm-hmm. But uh, somebody having blood pour out of their eyes, it. just another reminder, maybe I shouldn't have. Well, he's he's making it sound gross. She had blood that had dripped yeah, from that's her true. eye. It was, it was like just a like, a, it was like a blood tear stain, you know, kind yeah. of thing. So. I'm just going to have to get over my weirdness about watching crap like well, that. Well, we don't show, uh, I mean, we try our heart because we can't show that's a lot. True. Of, well, we try not to show. I guess we can. We just don't know what's going to get dinged and what's not. Right, so we right, do our right. Best. Well, and I'll um, even talk about that a little bit because yeah. that scene specifically with the, yeah. the shard of the fluorescent light that gets stuck in her eyeball or whatever. Yeah. It, yeah. We do a sin about how that they think that's so gross and Jeremy's mm-hmm. hilarious in that sin because then he talks about, you know, a, a BB going up a penis and how, oh, that's gross. Yeah. You know, yeah. like it's it's hilarious. But um, but the thing is, we even edited that originally so that you really couldn't see the glass or the eye. Mm-hmm. But then we were still like, you know what? Even because you can kind of tell what's going on, let's go ahead and blur it too. And we're just, we're overly cautious about yeah. that kind of stuff. So, um, and that was kind of an example of, of one of those things. Well, Agreed. I'm sorry I didn't watch it. No, you don't I feel bad. bad. It's totally uh, understandable. I, I get yeah, why you didn't. Actually, I mean, you hate horror movies. I, I totally get it. Um, I would think most people that dislike horror movies, probably those are videos of ours they, they avoid a lot of time. Um, I thought the um, sleep banging, I don't know who wrote that. That was I Jeremy. Thought, that term was brilliant. Yeah. Um, the camping sin, which I know Jeremy wrote, because that was the one I was talking to him about where he mentioned he wrote the clown one. Yeah. Um, as someone who probably hates camping more than like anything else in the world, yeah. um, that sin spoke me greatly. I, I was going to say, I, th- there's been very few sins that have spoke to me on a deeper le- a level as the hate camping uh, sin. There's a moment where, and it's a whole rant, right? And yeah. then there's this one moment where he sarcastically says, it's so fun to be stupid and out of doors. <laughs> and I have never felt something in my heart so deeply as in that moment uh, that and he did, said hey, that. Did you, see, did you read the comments on this one? Because you tend to find stuff I don't somehow. But I, I didn't really see many people saying anything bad about about that because I figured like man there because I know there are people that just love camping um, um, my dad was that person I I kind of love Jer- like the hatred for camping um, <laughs> yeah. I'm on the fence I've had some good camping experiences and I've had some bad camping experiences it's a lot of work to go camping yes it so is you go, you, yeah. go ca- you go camping with people who are camping fans so that you can kind of like piggyback on their excitement they're the ones that are like yeah let's get all this stuff out of the truck and haul it over here and set it all up and you're like okay I'll, I'll just follow your lead you tell me what to do and I'll do it and then right. you have yeah. to play then camping is fun but if you're the one in charge of all the minutiae then camping is not fun yeah. also also it, go camping with people who know how to canoe yeah <laughs> it's very important i was gonna say i like outdoor stuff like that though like i like to like i love white water rafting i haven't done it in a while but that's a, that's a pastime of mine that i love but but after i'm done i either come back home or i go to a hotel i i don't yeah. i'm not camping and then my wife sometimes will be like you know we can go glamping i'm like well then what's the point like why don't we just go stay in a hotel like, exactly uh, no, I, I did mean, see I did see comments that were both like I hate yeah. camping and then people that are like, did you just really mock camping? Like, how do you do that? So, I mean, if you love it, good for you. I'm not like I just I can't stand it. Like, not I, I good can't, for you. You're wrong. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> but I seriously there. I can't think of something like I would rather do less, like as far as an activity goes. Like I, I'm, I'm trying really hard to think of stuff I would rather do less. Like I've than, been on a couple camping. pretty amazing camping trips, though. There's some. And so I, I don't believe I'm you directly in the middle on the camping. I think you're a liar. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Speaking of being a liar, uh, one of my other favorite sins was uh, all parents like it. It's called parenting. Because uh, it's so, so true. true. So very, very true. Uh, what else did you like in the video, Jonathan? Uh, the observation of nothing being in that room. I think I even made this comment on the editing process, but the observation of nothing being in that room with the baby. That was like the creepiest. Like <laughs> That might have been the scariest scene in the movie because it looked like he was just like in a crackdown yeah. or something. Like There was nothing in that room. Yep, yep. It's like they put the set decorator put no thought into that scene or they just ran out of money. Yep. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but that was creepy as hell. Like he's just on that like old carpet. Yeah. Um, like who would take a home video in a situation like that? Um, as a baseball fan and as a fan of Moneyball, not Hatterberg. Um, yeah, that's a that is a deep cut. Well, and especially well, it was so great, too, because you basically had a running gag of this guy looking like. Uh, um, oh, I just forgot his name. Uh, Chris. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Chris Pratt. Pratt. Pratt yeah. Ooh. You had this whole thing about it. I being Chris Pratt. you. So, yeah, you did. So then you had the Chris Pratt character from uh, from Moneyball, Scotty Hatterberg or whatever. And mm-hmm. uh, so I just thought that was a great like it, it was really it was a funny play on words. And you also got to make that kind of like a running gag. So, yeah, like when you can do stuff like that, it's just evergreen. One of my uh, one of my favorite other running gags in the video uh, is the running gag of Brandon talking when he's trying to be creepy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like one of them was, like, hey, there, it's me, Brandon, again, just standing here doing nothing. Pretty freaky, <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah, that was like when he was like standing at his aunt's house yeah, or because whatever. He would, yeah, he would just wander into a room and stand there and we're supposed to be like scared of this little kid standing in the corner just because we know he has powers or whatever. But it's just like, and it was just time and time again where we're supposed to be scared by him doing absolutely um, nothing. I mean, the the serial killer thing was funny. Yeah. Um, I'm never going to get tired of the of the CSI <laughs> Miami thing. Um, uh, we had requests in the comments for Danae to uh, do her serial yeah. or, or her CSI Miami <laughs> scream. Nice. The, uh, there was actually a push for that to be a t-shirt. Right. Right. You see that? Yeah. With like the sunglasses on my face and me going, yeah. maybe, maybe we need to switch to Janae in the videos. Like when it does the scream and stuff. That's what they were saying. The, yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 Uh, that would be great. Um, the subtitle thing was hilarious too with the, uh, what was it? It cut out the fuck. I'm not following. I don't, I'm not sure. There was the a thing about the sin was in the subtitle. Oh, like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. she yeah, yeah, said yeah. fuck, but then the subtitle didn't say it. Right. Um, yeah. and just, just working this job. Um, I never knew how messed up subtitles were. They're so um, messed up. Can we talk in, about that? Oh, in CW, by the way, if you a CW Blu-ray is like the worst. I yeah. don't know. Like, like I remember when we did Supernatural, um, it wasn't even like close to what they were saying. Like, it would be like somebody saying, have a nice day. And the subtitle would say, hey, it's Thursday. You yeah, go it's to the Thursday mall? and I'm going to the bathroom <laughs> right now. And then I'm going to go get a donut. Like, what? Like, what is this? That does uh, sound but, like Thursday, to be fair. That's true. Yeah. Um, I was watching Final Destination this week and I had the subtitles on and there was a character in Final Destination named Claire and the subtitles every time said clear. Like every time. Like they didn't wow. get it right once. That's great. That's just wonderful. <laughs> so I just thought pointing that out was uh, was pretty interesting. No offense to people that write subtitles. I'm sure it's a really hard job and you're doing a great one. Um, uh, the yeah. use of the use of the phrase garbling your bites I thought was uh, yes. was really funny. The fact that there is a literal Chekhov's gun in this movie uh, which I thought was We talked hilarious. about that on the Syncast. Yeah. yeah, that was great. That uh, coming after 
that. The sin cast was so fun <laughs> because, you know, it's like a uh, like the history of cinema sins and about 50 minutes in or so is when the guys start telling like some just old fun stories yeah. and the rant that you guys went off on on changing sins, like the editing process of removing, you know, one from the script and having mm-hmm. to redo all the sin counter stuff and seeing Barrett go off in person and seeing Chris go off in person about the yeah. Yeah. gun. So funny. Yeah. Like, well, I like, I like so the, funny. that was the, the Chekhov's gun thing that we talked about on the sin cast. And I mentioned it in the sin cast, but I had nothing to do with any of that. I was not reviewing the edit, but, but I was still included in the emails because I was just, you know, it, it gets everybody. And uh, that was one of my all time favorite, like fly on a wall moments. <laughs> like I got to well, be a part of that, I but you, I didn't have to deal with it. <laughs> I will tell you as the one who was, uh, who was in, you know, wrote the, the sin or whatever. And just to, and as somebody who is still fairly new at my job and the boss is coming at me, like, you know, he knows for sure what, what's right. And I'm hundred percent sure that he's wrong, but I, I may have behind the scenes gone to Jeremy and been like, Hey man, um, can you and Chris talk this out? Cause I don't want to lose my job. <laughs> well, hearing Chris go on was the best. It was so funny. So well, yeah. I mean, it's just, he, I mean, he legit thought, you know, they were fucking with him. And yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, he that's did. the part. <laughs> Like, well, but you guys are being mean. Yeah, he was like, "You guys are ganging up on me, and I'm getting pissed." Yeah, that's a that's a fun one to listen to. Yeah, definitely go check that out if you. Uh, but no, this, but this was a really good. I'm sorry, go ahead, Aaron. No, it, it was just a ton of fun. Another one Jeremy wrote that is just perfect. Yeah. Is, is and it's when, one of those movies. I was really curious, like what you guys would get out of it, because I mean, like I said, it's so paid by numbers. I hate to keep using that, but that's like the best way to describe this movie. Um, yeah. it's so generic, and yeah. just you know, you can't really just keep doing sin after sin about how generic it is. So the fact that you guys were able to you know come up with something was yeah just great and i think i think it is one of the better, more recent videos that has made me laugh the most i had to give jeremy uh i have to give jeremy a shout out for uh the guy looks out the window and the sin is it's a clover field uh yeah. that just that slayed me so uh yeah this is a really fun one we had a I had a blast with yeah this one. i loved it yeah so you much. thought it was so great so i was good. also i was reviewing this video like i'm gonna sound really bougie now but i was reviewing this video uh poolside yeah and uh i i just i know people just thought i was a who's that weird guy like sitting in the lounge chair uh, with a laptop and headphones just cackling So that was uh, if that if you were at the pool that day at uh, Saratoga Springs, <laughs> that was me. Very nice. Uh, all right, let's head on to the next uh, section of the podcast. Let's do some keeping tabs. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Hey, podcast peeps, it's me again. Um, those are my dogs. Those are my. Uh, every time I. 
talk. Wow. Is this how Aaron feels? When we're. Okay. We're going to try this. Okay. I just wanted to tell you about the survey again, which is at cinemasense.com slash BTS. So go fill it out. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. Ha ha! Oh, jeez. This is the most public yet of my many humiliations. Let's each take a look at uh, the editing process, shall we? Maybe some funny stories, uh, some things that maybe got deleted, some strange research we did. Uh, we'll each do one. And Jonathan, why don't you kick us off this week? Okay, so I just wrote in Riverdale, and I didn't really use any of this, end up using any of this for a sin, but I knew that Riverdale was, although I was kind of wrong about this, but I knew I thought that Riverdale was not completely off base because, you know, I knew that there was, a lot of people were just like, wow, this is really weird to put Archie in this situation. Situation. But I did know that more recently, the Archie comics had taken a little bit more of a serious approach. I don't read Archie comics, though, with the exception of one series that I'll talk about. But um, so I had to do some research on it. So in 2010, um, Archie comics started this series called Life with Archie, uh, which followed two different timelines, one where he ended up with Betty and one where he ended up with Veronica. And it dealt with more serious issues. And it even ended in 2014 with Archie being killed um, after he was trying to save a senator from getting assassinated. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So so for people that think like Riverdale is completely off base, there is like some, I guess, there's some material out there that would kind of give you more of an idea of what they were going for with it. Uh, That's fascinating. And then in 2013, they even did an afterlife with Archie, which was which dealt with a zombie outbreak. Um, Interesting. And I read this one, and this was obviously like a side universe or whatever, because like a lot of the characters get killed. They get turned into, like I think Jughead gets turned into a zombie like immediately, um, if I remember correctly. But that is what led to the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina comic, which eventually led to uh, them making the show for for Netflix, the CW show for Netflix. And then they did in that uh, Life with Archie series, but more recently, they did a relaunch where they have modern takes on, and different comics for Archie Jughead, Betty, Veronica, Josie and the Pussycats, and Reggie, who I'm not even positive, I guess Reggie was on there, but yeah, no, he was. He's in Riverdale. I just couldn't think for a second. But um, some of the more popular characters. Um, So they're actually doing this in the comic book world. They're actually doing all these more like, you know, Archie dealing with like, you know, diseases and death. And um, it's 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 no longer just kids hanging out in the can- in the soda shop. It's just so weird to me. I just yeah. I can't imagine if like all of a sudden the Peanuts cartoons were yeah. about sexually transmitted diseases. Comic books in general have kind of just gotten a little more serious. I mean, a, a syncast from a few years ago, I remember Barrett going on a rant about how one thing he has an issue with with more current comic books movies is that he feels like the sense of fun is gone like they're they're just all a lot darker and I think movies in general are kind of like that yeah um, you know there's certain types of movies you just don't get anymore because I don't know if we're too cynical or whatever it is but uh, but it is interesting that they decided to try to do this with Archie I guess they were just trying to keep up with the uh, with the times and from what I read it seems like it's doing pretty well um, as far as like their sales went up um, in that period and stuff like that and they even hmm. brought back like the Archie comics line they used to have a superhero line called Red Circle Comic, and they brought that back in like 2015, but they changed the name to Black Circle Comic because, like, you know, that's another. It's one of those. You're just like, good God! Like, does everything have to be like that serious now? <laughs> yeah. Like, where you can't keep it red. It's got to be black. 
because everything's re- a Pearl Jam song. And you also have to kind of wonder if uh, I learn, I'm you know, learning about intellectual properties and all that yeah. stuff. That somebody, whoever owned the Archie comic series, yeah, um, they sold the premise, the the um, characters, the storylines. You know, that it's just being mm-hmm. sold, and so people get to reinvent it. Because I remember eating at an Archie comic or an Archie restaurant. Yeah, there was a yeah. there was a food chain mm. that sold sandwiches, and it was just Archie comics all over the walls. And I I just remember thinking like, wow, okay, so they've they've turned this into yeah. A food yeah, it was chain. probably it was probably called Pops, right? I mean, was that what it was called? It was probably like a it was probably a, a like Pops Diner. I don't think so. Oh, okay, uh, I could be wrong. Uh, uh, so, do you know was it officially licensed or was it just something they did? Archie's. It was just called Archie's Sandwich oh, okay. Shop. Okay, gotcha. wow. Archie Subs, maybe. Yeah. Um, but it was in it was in Springfield for a little while, and they they had a sandwich I really liked there, and um, and it was just like I remember wondering what it takes, and this happens, you know, with other properties too. We're talking, you know, about like peanuts and things, and you'll see them. Obviously, their images are used, but maybe the the storylines are protected. And it just seems like for the Archie series, it's somebody said, "Nope, it's all up for grabs. You can yeah. turn it into whatever you want to turn it into and reinvent or, it." And that might gonna, be smart. Uh, it could be a smart yeah. move, like you're saying. There's popularity, and they're just reinventing these characters over and over again. But there is something about nostalgia as well. So you know, what would be really fun to like send a peanut special or something. We should do that sometime. <laughs> that would be that might be fun. That might be wait. Really why am fun. I laughing so much? I, I, I don't know. know. I don't know why you're laughing jonathan that's that really we should strange. really get that on the books like immediately yeah like yeah. let's see if we can turn that around fast like, let's see now. how fast an hour we can... ago oh yes <laughs> yes uh anything else uh um no wait. that was that was just that was really all the the only like okay. really research thing i did because i sadly knew the show really well so um you're fine was, you're fine i was able to uh pull stuff from my my own head i'll go next with my keeping tabs uh i was going to talk about the fact that both Danae and I wrote sins for the gold outfit that uh, Judy was wearing in the, the Friends, Friends episode. The Friends episode because yeah. it was so ostentatious, like it was incredibly but gaudy. Gaudy. So mine, mine basically said she was dressing like a Werther's candy for Halloween. Uh, but I cut that in favor of Danae's because her Mount was, Olympus, her Mount Olympus uh, sin was so much better. Uh, but I decided to go with the research I did on things that have the initials BB. Since Brightburn, Brandon Breyer, she calls him Baby oh, Boy. We didn't, even talk, yeah, we didn't even talk about that sin. I'm sorry. I like that one. Um, I had a lot of fun thinking of, you know, multiple BB things and did some research. It is a very common initial BB. Like if you do uh, like the, the search for people with the initials BB, uh-huh. Bridget Bardot, Bo Bridges, Benjamin Bratt. Like, I mean, it just there's yeah. there's literally a, a, a baby beluga, a 12 page list of like Bob Barker, Blake oh, Bortles, Barbara Bush, Bob Balaban, Benjamin Bill Burr, Benjamin Button, uh, Boris Becker. I, it's just, it's crazy how many huh. there are. And then you've got all the bands, you know, I think I mentioned Beastie Boys and, yeah. and some Bobby of those Brown. things. Yeah, Bobby Brown is another one. Uh, you've got body parts like boobies. <laughs> Well, I was going to go with Backstreet Boys, but oh, oh, yeah. Sorry. But boobies, sure, sure, if you want to. Uh, I don't know. I was just, it was really surprising to me how many things had that initial, um, you know, for BB, you know, things like Big Brother. Uh, you could talk about Bob's Burgers. Belly Buttons. Belly Buttons, that's right. Bad all Boys. One word, so. Best Buy. Bugs Bunny. Big Bird. Good God. Uh, and so what was interesting is originally I had, I had found all this stuff and I was like going to do like a three paragraph 
pops in with like Bilbo Baggins and Big Ben yeah. and bulletin boards and broadband internet, all this stuff, and uh, decided eventually that maybe simpler is better. And so just kind of cut it down to the, the baked beans on a Bunsen burner with uh, Beastie Boys. So uh, so anyways, uh, just, you know, BB is a pretty common one. Yeah. So. Now do now do AA. <laughs> AA Milne. Double A batteries. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> uh, Danae, what is your keeping tabs? Uh, the one that I didn't manage to get into, one I've already talked about because I break rules. Uh, on Friends, I looked up the history of the thong. Yeah. Because nice. there's a moment that we actually didn't, we didn't actually send it and it wasn't in the episode, like in the uh, video on YouTube. It was, um, no, it was. Yeah. Yeah, we, it we was, definitely said it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, forgot about that. No, no, no. But he says it's a feat of engineering. That, that wasn't part in isn't it. in the video, right? And that really, uh, then I looked up engineering. I'm like, is a piece <laughs> of fabric really a, a feat of engineering? Yeah, what is he talking about in that instance? You had written a sin about that, hadn't you? Yes, yeah. Yeah, it was cut. Uh, Do you want to read it now? No, I think you should read it now. I don't even remember what it was. Oh, okay. Um, but I went on this whole like search of the history of the thong and trying to figure out like if I could send engineering in a, you know, a snarky way or a fun way or whatever. Uh, I really couldn't come up with something that was just more than just being like, is it really a feat of engineering besides like giving some examples of what engineering was? Right. Yeah. Um, but I did find it interesting to learn a little bit about the history of the thong. Tell so, us all about the thong. Uh, the thongs or uh, origin. Also known as flip flops. Yeah. Depending on what part. Oh, wait, of the, are we talking about the underwear? This is this is the this is underwear. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry about that. I shouldn't. Mention. My mind always goes to shoes before underwear. I know, so. because you're I so Australian. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's two kinds of versions of the history of it. There's like the genuine origin of this piece of cloth, which is basically the beginning of time. <laughs> um, you're talking about sub-Saharan Africa, where it's just freaking hot and uh-huh. you don't want to wear a mm-hmm. lot of clothing, but you want to cover your bits. So the loincloth considered one of those. Right. But then for most of us, the history of the thong really kind of kicks off after the 1939 World Fair, where uh. there were these um, burlesque dancers, like these dancers that were nude dancers. And the mayor at the time was like, no, you have to wear clothes. So essentially the G-string was created sort of in the moment to technically cover the women with as little as possible so that they could still dance at the World's Fair. Right. And that's kind of the more accepted. Did they also invent the nipple tassels at that moment? You like, know, was I that... didn't research okay. that. All right. Because <laughs> <laughs> it seems to serve the didn't, same purpose. Didn't, didn't research that. It's like that. all of a sudden you're not naked because you've got a little pasty on yeah, your nipples. No, that, I, I mean, maybe you would have gone in that direction. Uh, I didn't. <laughs> I sucked the thong thing. I, 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 I can be certain to say I would have gone in that direction. Yes. Um, it was, it was really interesting too to read. Like there's like, there's just blogs on the, the thong and either how ridiculous it is or how great it is because it doesn't show lines and lines. Who I thought cares that's about what it was lines? about. I thought I thought it was a fashion thing. Well, it, you know, it, it is now. It is considered more of a fashion thing. Yeah. Uh, because obviously, if you wear underwear and skin tight clothes, then there you know is the underwear line. And if you don't want your underwear, honestly, who underwear cares? line showing? Yeah. Then you wear a thong. Right. Um, but then there's people that are like, it's just butt floss. It's so gross. And so- my <laughs> wife has always stated that if you are a female that has back, um, or you know, it has a well-rounded derriere, I guess. Um, it's going up there uh, regardless of what kind of underwear you wear. So you might as well wear the one with the least material. That's always been my wife's approach. Uh, that's amazing. Uh, 
So there's another example of why some women might wear them. So yeah, uh, wow. you know, at some point though, in in these keeping tabs, you realize that you don't need to be looking at this anymore, and that that's when it becomes a bunny trail. There's like, <laughs> there's a moment where I veered from learning about a feat of engineering and how it relates to a thong and writing a sin for the script to, oh, this is really interesting. Da, 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 da. So yeah. I kind of have to pull back my curiosity. Uh, but I, that was I, one I would say if I had to research the origins of the thong, it probably would take me longer than expected as well. Maybe for different reasons. I don't know. I'm just saying. You know, you're getting a bad reputation for this very reason. <laughs> That's why I'm cutting that out. <laughs> uh, all right. We're ready to move on to the comment section. Let's do yeah. it. I want to know what you're thinking. I appreciate your honesty. You're a real straight shooter. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. Let's each pick a comment or two or 12 if you're Danae to respond to from the week's videos. Uh, we'll do some general feedback in here as well. Um, how many do you have this week, Danae? That's always the question we ask right at the beginning. I have two. Good. You kept it down to two. Yeah. Why don't you do one of yours and then Jonathan and I will go and then you can do your other one. Okay. So this one comes from uh, VolkT72 on Discord. Zombie Apocalypse of the Sins team. This is more of a question for us. It's oh, also okay. a comment. No, that's fine. That's great. Who survives the longest and what snack item would you hunt down until they're all gone? We know mm. Denise is tots. <laughs> so. tots I will die. Quickly. I would die first. I mean, I'm not even going to act like that. Do you that. think no. so? No. I, there's way much. There's way more meat on my bones. I would be. You'd be gone I'd first. I'd be gone. Yeah. Well, Aaron would probably throw me towards that. So. <laughs> Which is fair. Survival I, of the fittest. But, I think Jeremy uh, no, survives. Um, hmm. The only way I survive longer than you guys is if they if they don't find my house. You know what I mean? Like that's because I'm always inside. Maybe that gives me a better chance of not being outside when it happens. Maybe. Um, I should also mention right here, if we're going to treat the zombie apocalypse as an authentic thing, I think it's one of the most ridiculous apocalypses we've ever come up with. <laughs> because the way zombies are typically portrayed, I don't think we would have any problem putting that apocalypse down like it's just unless you're an idiot yeah i just i don't understand how zombies as they're portrayed are going to be a problem if zombies happen we'll take care of them quickly like we'll figure that stuff out so uh so i don't think any of us die but if for some reason uh they're fast and smart and whatever um yeah i think i'm gone pretty quickly i think barrett survives the longest there you go that's that's who i put my money on i think um i go first because i would try to be saving the zombies <laughs> you would i'd be like you can still turn back you <laughs> have a choice you're really human and there's some yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah but uh, if i did survive they're not wrong tots would be my yeah that's a tough one those are gonna go away fast uh mine are gonna last longer i'm gonna clear the shelves of fig newtons i think uh i think we know that <laughs> and uh and i'm gonna have a bunch of fig newtons that'd be my snack what about you jonathan um what would my snack be sure um hmm. I, I i mean well but they would i guess you'd have to pick something that like would last a while because like you know like like bananas really aren't gonna work for me <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, nope. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe like maybe like a some cookies or something. I, I'm I'm kind of a cookie person if I do go that route. So some form of cookie. There you go. Very nice. Uh, why don't you go next, Jonathan? What do you got? Um. So there was one where okay. See, so Jokus X Six said, "Wow, Jer about Riverdale." Wow, Jeremy openly hates the CW. Not that I differ. And then what's then that got some replies, and one of them was by Rogish paladin said it's not meant for him 
film, You or Me. It's meant for a certain teen early 20s demographic, which is looking for melodrama with modern accountments, so it's not that relatable. There's always a show like this on TV, whether it be 90210, The O.C., Buffy, etc. The execution may be better or worse in some cases, but don't mistake it not being enjoyable to us as a hallmark of not being good. We're not equipped to judge. But like, A, I think I've already talked about this. I don't think The CW is meant for me, but I tend to watch everything on it and enjoy it quite a lot. <laughs> yeah. But I also, I don't know, like, that just struck me as weird because I'm like, you know, I mean, like, I, I think that, like, even if it's not necessarily for us as far as the subject matter goes, if it's geared more towards high school, you know, that's the, like, the demographic or that's the type of characters that are on the show, it can still be smart and it can still, like, I think Buffy's a great example um, of a movie that went beyond um, maybe the demographic it was going for because, I mean, you know, there's 65-year-old people that talk about, you know, I mean, Buffy's one of the most beloved shows now. Right. Um, all these years later. I think the OC is a good example, too. I think the OC was a lot smarter than a lot of people give it credit for, so I don't know. I mean, and also I kind of thought about this because I think this is still a good time to point out that, like, the narrator doesn't like anything. Like, I mean, I, and I don't know how many times we have to say that. Like, <laughs> that doesn't necessarily <laughs> mean that's our opinion. Right, um, yeah. To, but to be fair, I don't know that Jeremy would like the CW. I don't know that Jeremy's watched a CW show, so <laughs> maybe maybe this person's right. I don't know. But uh, but I just think it's interesting how people try to figure out whether we like stuff or not. And yeah. um, I, I, I guess sometimes you can, but um, I think most of us try to just write it like that this is something that the narrator doesn't like. So even if it's something we love, uh, we're still probably just going to send a bunch of dumb shit on it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my first comment uh, comes from Riverdale. And I say first because we already talked about this, but I wanted to throw it out there. Yeah. Uh, this is from Marcus on Riverdale. It says two things. Number one, this is easily one of your best TV sense videos. So cool. congrats on that. Thank guys you. thanks uh and number two if danae didn't write on this she sure is a great influence on you guys because no way the black bra sheer blouse sin or <laughs> or fat shaming a skinny girl eating a salad happens without her Aww. uh and I, I i guess i would just say about that you're absolutely right i think she is a great influence and she gives us more permission to write from a female perspective mm-hmm. which is really interesting because i've had a couple times i've written a scene from a female perspective knowing that danae is on the writing team mm. and that you know that there's kind of a permission there that somebody who is a female will be looking that over and and you know say actually that's probably not quite right or here's what makes it better so it kind of gives us permission to yeah to be influenced that way and to kind of branch out so it's agree because otherwise you're you're hesitant to write from someone else's perspective but in this case it gives you permission to do it so i wanted to mention that but the one i wanted to uh land on was from friends uh adam h says was kind of disappointed that for the end segment when showing past phoebe's arm coming off that you didn't dub over tis just a scratch and the reason i bring this up is because it first of all it's in the comments a bunch uh and i also bring it up because we actually did do an outtake with that uh it just got moved to the previously on for the next video uh and sometimes that Mm -hmm. will happen so i thought it was kind of one of those funny examples where it was like i'm screaming at the comments but we did that we should put that we should put that before a uh a peanuts video yeah if we were to do one if we were (laughs) to do one really quick we were to go back and time and have one ready for about an hour ago um yeah yeah that's what we should do <laughs> uh what about you danae uh mine were from friends and they are about the mr bean did it better which we've already mentioned a couple times yeah and the other ones that i kind of had written down you guys already covered oh nice yeah. well and we did mention page. this but i will mention again since we're talking about it, there was a bunch of uh, uh thanking us for putting the luke perry uh mention yes in the yeah, 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 yeah and so yeah that guy's got a lot of love that's good i'm i that makes me happy yeah that was a smart decision there good one mm-hmm. jonathan 
Let's move to the uh, the feedback from you this week. This comes from Laura, and I found this really fascinating. I wondered if we wanted to talk about it a little bit. She says, this isn't a criticism per se, more of a general observation, but I couldn't help but notice when you guys were talking about period shaming during the last podcast, Danae, and then in parenthesis she says, the only one of you to have actually experienced it, started all her statements with, I think, I feel, or a general, in my opinion, my experience, whereas the guys seem totally comfortable with a, this is how it should be, this is absolutely the only the right way. As one woman who worked for an engineering firm and was frequently the only woman or one of the small number of women in meetings, it's really common for men to present opinions as facts, whereas women will present known facts with an I think might be as work condition not to be rude or seem to be forceful. Again, this is not a criticism uh, of the podcast or any of the individuals involved, just an observation of something I see across society as a whole. This was a particularly nice example when you have a group of men and one woman discussing periods. Sorry, just had to point it out. Danae, I wanted to go to you first. Because we actually got quite a bit of period feedback uh, from our discussion. Which is um, a little surprising, it, but cool. Well, you know, it, it's kind of surprising, but it's also kind of not. Because in general, when you talk about something that a lot of people don't talk about, yeah. people are ready. They're ready. Oh, here's an avenue I can talk about this. So, mm-hmm. but anyways, Welcome re- to the new segment where we talk periods. Well, today. Body functions in general, we <laughs> tend to really be open to. No, what did I, you think I, about this response? I really loved it for two reasons. Uh, I always say that. One, um, I didn't realize I did that and I didn't realize you guys did that I so didn't it was a really interesting perspective and I haven't gone back and listened but I would be two, very curious to go back and listen I, was, my, I mean I wasn't there so my <laughs> my confidence in uh, the fact of it of cycling to the moon I was very confident about that and I was wrong so it's really funny because mm-hmm. I did have confidence at one point in time and did state facts but they were totally I guess de- defunct well debunked. let's be let's be so. fair there's plenty we don't know about plenty of things right I know but and- I'm really upset that I am not a moon fairy. <laughs> So, no, I um, genuinely, and also I liked... And, and also cycling to other women is apparently, some studies have been shown that it's not as certain that that's a real thing it's either. Not, uh, it's not something that is for sure to happen, but, but it does happen. The anecdotal evidence, man, there's so much of it's it, really but interesting. It's, it is fascinating to think about those things. It's kind of like there's studies that are like, coffee is good for you, coffee is bad for you, coffee right. is good for you, coffee right. is bad for you. So I think what's important to remember is... Is that every... I have actual personal experience <laughs> in my period changing when I'm around no, another woman? I mean, that's fine. That's my personal personal experience. That's, that's fine, but anecdotal experience is not scientific proof. But here's the thing to remember. Scientific proof is also by humans who are faulty as well. So mm-hmm. like that's why it's so important for us to do what this person is talking about and to keep things in the uncertain area, right? Where it's like, I'm pretty sure it's this way or I feel this way as opposed to this or is I the way it is. Or... Yeah, yeah, exactly. I and I don't I don't know that I, uh, I I love, first of all, Laura, you did spell my name right. So thank you for that. That was super nice. <laughs> Um, but I um, I don't know that I would ever really try to change my approach because when I'm thinking about communicating, especially when there's a question like, hey, Danae, you know, you're the one that has boobs and a vagina. Why don't you answer this question? <laughs> right. Yeah. I always feel like it's important for me to say I don't speak for everybody because exactly. I know 100 percent that my experience is different than other people. And so I don't feel like I want to step to the microphone as like the great female communicator. Right. So um, I know that my intention when I'm talking is to not be uh, like uh, it's not about like 
I was I was wondering if it was about confidence. I was wondering if it was about fear, like if, if I speak this way psychologically, because I, it was just a really interesting observation that was made. So it, it's changed how I am thinking about talking even in this episode, not in a bad way, <laughs> yeah. but more uh, an awareness of how culture might be in obviously have impacted me as a communicator. But um, one of the things that I really love is I listen to a lot of podcasts and I love listening to women who are incredibly confident. They, mm-hmm. you know, say what they mean. They're, they'll apologize if they get something wrong and it's like a big deal. But otherwise, they're just like living. They're just saying whatever they're saying and not worrying about how it's going to be impacting everything. I really am attracted to that kind of strength. And well, um, good news. As my... You took a DNA test and you are 100% that person. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm working on it. And it, it is interesting as somebody who has now more than ever a really broad audience in a new way. I mean, I've been in radio before. That wasn't a pun, was it? No. Broad audience. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. Um, and to, to have the kind of like people who are responding to what I have to say and how I say it. So, you know, this is going to be an interesting wild ride. I loved the observation a ton, though. So I'm glad that you wrote I in. Yeah, yeah. I, I love he- hearing this kind of stuff. And I love being checked on my own my own stuff like my own instincts to to speak in those ways and i you know for me i always operate from a perspective of fallibility i i mean if you know me you know i often talk about how i don't know things because i'm a human being and so are you and so except we, for definitions of words you know those really well well and, we, and, and we you're have, not smart so. and i'm really <laughs> dumb um but no but but actually the opposite i'm i'm also comfortable saying i am intelligent like I, I do study. Mm-hmm. I do have a big vocabulary. Like, I'm not scared to talk about what I'm good at as as well as not scared to talk about the fact that I'm also very you know, fallible. That is a super interesting thing to say because I think there are a lot of people that suffer from that, that hate, that are afraid to admit that they actually are smart because I had that issue for the longest time. My wife actually was the one that was just like, you know, you are clearly intelligent. Like, I would not have married a dumbass, you know? Like, I mean, <laughs> it, it, was al- it was almost like, but I mean, but too, but then, but then you like actually start thinking about things. You're like, you know, I have education. Um, you know, I, you know, I mean, you just start realizing, no, no, I actually, I, I am a like almost like you have permission. To, I am smarter to than the average smart. bear. Like, there's nothing wrong with thinking that about yourself. I really um, did relate to Laura to your perspective about you know being uh, in meetings with and you know all males and yeah. and I literally having just come off of staff meeting with all the CinemaSins guys and these are guys that uh, are very respectful. Uh, uh, but I still very much took a more demure approach to some things. But that was specifically because I'm the new person and I don't want to make assumptions about the directions that as a whole we should right. be taking. But I had an opportunity to take the lead on several things and the guys were just really open to it. So for for me, I had that both experience of being in the uh, driver's seat for some of it and then also how I'm approaching my conversations and almost being apologetic about having really strong opinions because I do have experience and what we're, you know, the things that are going on kind of the behind the scenes with promotions and events and things like that. I should not be apologetic in my knowledge, but I do approach it kind of from a sensitivity standpoint. Well, and I, I'm kind of wondering if maybe well, I, I shouldn't. I felt like after we were done last week, uh, like Danae owned me all of a sudden. It was a really weird... <laughs> Like, I made a joke, like, I'm going to have to, like, my wife's going to be like, hey, you want to go out to eat? Like, I don't, I got to check with Danae and see if, 
if I'm allowed yeah. to do that. If that on, is that on my schedule? Because there were like all these schedules being created and stuff. Yeah, and I like, I've, I've kind of been given permission to be like, okay, let's try to let's try to keep everything kind of like going. And so I am sort of stepping into even, this. Going a little behind the scenes, you even it wasn't to me because I had nothing to do with the script. But I saw you send out that thing about like, hey, did you guys have a good time writing this script this weekend or something like that? I'm like, yeah. How does she know what we're doing? <laughs> I actually am helping with the schedule. <laughs> so it, it was a really cool perspective of just to, for me as a woman, to uh, look at my journey of how I communicate and my confidence level and maybe be a little bit less afraid of being confident, but at the same time, uh, be okay with how I approach conversation. I have to say it, a lot of it comes down to the misunderstanding that the opposite of humility is confidence. They can be right. exist together. Mm-hmm. You can be both humble and confident because humility isn't saying you're bad at stuff. That's false humility, right? Humility is saying that you're good at stuff, but it doesn't make you any better than anybody else. When I say I know I have a certain level of intelligence, that doesn't make me any better than anybody, any more valuable, any better than anyone else. Mm -hmm. That's what that to me, that's the understanding of humility that I try to live my life with. And honestly, I'm being called on my humility here a little bit, I think, because I'm saying things in a way that make it seem like I know better than someone that that may not be true. Um, but at the same time, I think it's valuable to have confidence and humility exist together. So. And I love that we can have these kinds of conversations. Uh, and that all comes from a comment that was sent in for feedback. Uh, Laura, you wrote a really great message. It Absolutely. wasn't it wasn't something that felt like you said in your message. It wasn't like a judgy thing. It was no. more of an observation mm-hmm. that opens up these kinds of conversations. And so we just invite if you guys have feedback uh, for anything that we talk about on the show, whether it is body related or me getting salmonella and questioning whether I <laughs> yeah. really got it or not. Um, Laura is can... clearly a very intelligent person. Yeah. Yeah. I, so. If there's one topic that I should convey humility about, it is period. So I apologize if I didn't convey <laughs> enough humility. You know what? About I, did, I did have a thought cycle. about that, though. And my my uh, what I've noticed and observed is like when we're talking about in uh, like an imbalance of power or just things mm-hmm. like that, I feel like you guys are kind of coming to the defense of how it should be. And so your confidence is just like, no, it shouldn't be this way because you're passionate about change mm-hmm. and not that you know better. So I've never really picked up that you guys, you know, does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Because I feel like if I say something like, you know, periods are gross and we get judged for that and you guys are like, it shouldn't be that way. Uh-huh. It's not like a because we know better. It's a because you care. Yeah. So that's how I've interpreted it And I'd also it so like far. to just point out for no reason whatsoever, I wasn't there. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so this needs to go to Creasy. That's right. That's Poor right. Creasy. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's so funny. All right, let's move on to our final section. Let's talk a little bit beyond the sins. To infinity and beyond. Somewhere beyond my wild history. To boldly go where no man has gone before. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited because I have games to talk about. I guess I'm going first. Yay, go. <laughs> Yay. What? Danae's going to talk about a mobile game because she has Play Pass now? By the way, I canceled my Play Pass. Did you really? Yeah, already. It's not going to be worth it for me. I just don't play enough mobile games. Oh, Even well. though it's only two bucks a month, I'm just like, I, yeah. I'll save that money and spend it on a mobile game occasionally. Yeah, go get yeah. a, you know, just get a, get a Pepsi. Or something. <laughs> a whatever, Pepsi. whatever you like to spend two bucks on. Well, I'm enjoying the heck out of it. Yeah. Um, I did want to give an update. I talked about a game a while 
while back called AFK Arena, and I finally gave up on it. So okay. my cycle of that game has come to an end. If anyone else nice. has, has tried it out and you really what are enjoying that? it. What, what is AFK Arena, do your, though? Do your mobile game cycles cycle with the moon? Or I hope so, <laughs> because I really, truly do want a part of me to still be a moon fairy somehow. Um, so, I, no, AFK Arena was kind of where you have like a team of people who are fighting another team of people, and you can okay. buff up their It sounded very and, sporty, so I was just curious. <laughs> Uh, it's based on the idea that while you're away from the game or AFK, uh, if, away from keyboard, um, ah. that your that your characters are still fighting and getting coin for you. Because oftentimes in these games, like you have to go into mm. these dungeons and fight mm. bosses, and then you get you know your loot. This one uh, acquires loot while you're gone from the game, which is one of the appeals of it. And I actually played this game daily for several months until I realized that I had kind of got to the point where unless I wanted to start buying stuff I really wasn't going to advance quickly and that I know it's kind of lame but I didn't know where it was going to go for me and I sort of felt like I had felt like I had realized all of the potential of this game and so I just went ahead and deleted it so I just wanted to give that update that I, I did have an end cycle for me but the game that I'm into now is one that I think that Aaron you might like which now that you don't have the the pass you probably don't want to get it because it does cost a little bit of money but it's called mini metro okay have you heard of this one yet it, it sounds to me like one of those uh, sim games where and in this case where you have to build a subway system yes. uh, for a city, yes. and that sounds horrible. I can't imagine something <laughs> that sounds more like a waste of my time See, than trying to was, design a metro system. I thought it was like the a version of Eddie, the Eddie Murphy movie Metro with four people. <laughs> nice. That's funny. No, this is like a puddle. It's a puzzle strategy game. Okay, so, so it's not a sim game. It's, it's no, actually no, no, puzzle. No. Okay, it's a, it's a, it's it's a exactly game. what Aaron would like. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I do love puzzle games. And it's all about efficiency. Oh, yes. I know. So, <laughs> is this game just called for Aaron Dyson? Uh, uh, no, that, I, that one's paperclip. That's, I kind that's of different. found, right. and I'm super curious, so if you decide to try to try it out, it started to stress me out on a big time level. Ooh. And there was a little bit of like gameplay that was confusing. There is a tutorial. I highly recommend the tutorial before you just jump in and play, okay. unless you don't care if you jack up a game several times like I did. Essentially, you start off on this. The, the graphics of it are really clean and simple to follow. You're looking mm-hmm. at, like, let's say, a white background, and then there's like a circle, a square, and a triangle and uh, suddenly beside the circle is a triangle so now you need to connect the circle to the triangle because somebody wants to get from the circle the triangle okay and so you click and drag your finger now you've created a connection between the two of them and then you know similarly there's an another symbol shows up someplace and you're just essentially connecting uh, a metro system and you can uh, stay on one color so like let's say that the line that you drew from the point a to point b is red well then you can just keep drawing that red line to the next one and then i'm gonna be honest i'm lost i know it's It's hard to I, it's probably one of those things when you let me play just say, it. Let me just say like, like this. The tutorial let me, let me pause it out. and say it. You can make a loop with one color, uh-huh. or you can add in multiple trains, and you can like a red car and a blue car or whatever, and then you can do tunnels. And so you're just sort of like adding a complexity to the route that a metro would take to pick up passengers and drop them off at these different points. Mm-hmm. But it grows and grows and grows. There's more and more and more passengers. So it's not level based. It is growth based. It's growth based, and it's kind. So it that has is a, kind of more of a sim. And I was going to say, that sounds no, like Sims. It's 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 like the time. Okay, now it's like the morning time. So there's more people that are in transit. Yeah. And so then you'll have like this backup at, you know, one of the points. Yeah. And so you have to get a train car there faster. Yeah, well, you're definitely talking me out of this. You just kind of leveled up a little bit. <laughs> so you get a train car. I, I, I feel like I'm doing it a disservice. Um, But if you have an efficiency brain, you can kind of, mm-hmm. ch- you can change the routes. You can add different stops. You can kind of move the mm. train cars around to sort of figure out, oh, there's more of a backup up over here at two o'clock 
in the afternoon. So for, for you, I will get this and I will uh, I'll report back to you. How about you don't get it? You just play it on my phone, so you don't have. Well, to... Well, I still have Play Pass for like another week. Okay, like you know, yeah. so, so pick it up, try it out. Let me know what you think. It's called Mini Metro. If you like games that start off slow and then build in their quickness and require you to kind of think on your feet in a really interesting way, I recommend it. It stresses me out oh, the busier things get. There's so like it, a there's like a slow burn type of game. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> uh oh, he's gone I'm, now. <laughs> I'm not a gamer, so no, uh, I'm I'm never gonna become a gamer. I mean, I might play games with my daughter occasionally, but and I like board games. If that counts, this um this game has been out since 2014 in different formats. It's um won some awards, which is kind of nice to see. Also, it gets a 10 out of 10 on Steam, a 4.7 out of 5 on Google Play, and a 4.9 out of 5 on Apple Store. And I think it's because of how they build the game. And so I, that's what I recommend. I apologize if I didn't explain no, it's it very cool. well. But... I mean, if it's anything like the adventure, capitalist adventure communist games, those are the ones that speak to my efficiency brain the most, where it's like, I don't have to have the game on all the time, mm-hmm. but I can check no, in with it is, and adapt the system. This systems is one where and... you kind of like, you play it for a while, and then eventually it gets to the point where you have so many people backed up at a train station that they get mad in your level. Your game is over. Mm. So, and then you just need to put it down. It's not something where you're building it and it's lasting for a long time. Yeah, it doesn't time. sound like something I'd like. Okay. But... So 2014 was the year Mini Metro was invented and Archie was uh, shot mm-hmm. and killed while trying to save a senator from getting assassinated. So it's a pretty, exci- <laughs> it's a pretty ex- exciting year. Ah, yeah. Random connections. Uh, what do you got, Jonathan? Um, So this came out on Netflix, I believe in September, but I'm finally just getting around to watching it and I'm about five, I think I'm about four episodes in. Um, it's the show Unbelievable. Have you watched this, Aaron? I haven't gotten around to it. I've heard okay. really good things. What did you think? Uh, it's 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 pretty pretty unbelievable. I'm sorry, I had to do that. Um, <laughs> no, it's uh, it's it's really it's really good. Um, it's based on a, um, a 2000. For those who don't know about it, it's it's a it's a mini series. Um, it stars uh, Tony Collette and Merritt Weaver play uh, two female detectives that I don't know why I'd say female, but two detectives that um, well, are, it becomes valuable in in the in the plot because that's true. It's, it's it dealing with uh, disbelieving a victim and how the because this is based on a true story that I heard on This American Life. Yeah, uh, yeah, that, it's a it's a it's a 2015 mm-hmm. news article called "An Unbelievable Story of Rape." A uh, a woman, uh, a, a teenager, actually, in um, where was that? I have that. I thought I had that written down. Oh, Linwood, Washington, um, claimed that a person broke into her house one night and raped her. And uh, and this was two male detectives that were investigating this case, and um, they started not believing things she was saying because there was just her story kept changing. And well, all that and, kind to, of and to be fair, the people in her life didn't believe her either exactly. because she didn't. That it's kind of like what we were talking about with uh, the Malcolm Gladwell thing, yeah. where we don't believe people because of their facial reactions don't match yeah. up and, and the yeah. nonverbals aren't matching up to our brain. So it's kind of that situation. Exactly. And then eventually she actually said that she made it up. Um, yeah. And then and then there's another rape that happens. They find out there, there's a serial rapist in uh, Colorado um, that a detective, the detective played by Merritt Weaver in the show, uh, begins investigating. And um, I don't really want to say anything else um, because then it start you start finding out that you know things might not be what they seem and all that kind of fun stuff. But um, but it's it's a really it, it's a really interesting show and the the acting is top notch. Um, Caitlin Dever from Booksmart and um, I believe and it's also, Dever, uh, but oh, yeah. Dever, you're you're yeah. correct. It is Dever and that that Tim Allen show that you went to a live audience. <laughs> she's uh, great, by the way. I she love is her. awesome. She's she's excellent in Booksmart. Um, uh, she's really good in this. She plays the uh, the initial victim that may or may not be lying. Uh, Tony Collette plays one of the detectives. Merritt Weaver plays the other one, as I already said. Merritt Weaver, you've probably seen in a 
lot of TV. She's in Walking Dead, Nurse Jackie, New Girl. Uh, and then Daniel McDonald plays the other uh, rape victim. She was recently in the movie Dumplin' with uh, oh yeah uh, with uh, Danae's favorite actress Jennifer Aniston. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, but yeah, no, it's it's super interesting. I'm really into it. Like I said, I've got a couple episodes left. I can't remember. I think it's like six or seven episodes. So I've still got two or three left. Uh, but it, it's it's just really really well done. It's really well written. It's a really interesting story. I knew nothing about it. Um, if you don't know anything about it, I suggest going into it not knowing anything, and then you can read up about it afterwards if you want, because there is a lot of twist and turn. Um, I have heard, I will say, I've heard reviews of this from uh, women that were sexual assault victims, and I did want to point out that I have heard, when they've reviewed it, they have said that the first episode can be triggering. Yeah, Um, I've actually heard that too. Yeah, they've also said it's totally worth watching if you can get, um, you know, if you can get through that. Um, I mean, the first episode, I mean, there is a lot going on. Um, I, I typically don't watch things revolving around rape, not from a personal experience or anything, but just that's just a subject matter I just don't typically uh, enjoy watching. It's tough watching. to engage with. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, very tough yeah, to engage with. with. And, it, and it's very hard to do it, and uh, it's very hard to have that as a subject matter and uh, and work for me. So, But but this just got so much praise, and I love Tony Collette. I mean, Tony Collette is just like, I heard somebody the other day said they thought Tony Collette was going to be like Meryl Streep at the Oscars. and Like, you know, she was just going to keep getting nominated for stuff, and I'm all for that. Um, yeah, she's, she's great. Just, she's kind of coming to her own. I mean, she's always been good, but it just seems like recently she's just been killing it with the decision she's been making and whatnot. So, um, uh, yeah, it's a high recommend for me um, without nice. having seen the last couple episodes. Very nice. Well, I'm going to head to Netflix as well uh, for yeah. a TV series that just dropped a couple days ago. Uh, it's called Living With Yourself. It stars Paul Rudd as well oh, as yeah. Paul Rudd uh, playing two different versions of himself. And it is so good. It's one of my favorite things uh, I've seen recently. Uh, part of this is because I am in love with Paul Rudd. I think he's amazing. Uh, I just want to be his friend and hang out with him forever. Um, I love his sense of humor. Uh, he also gives a great performance in this. He's he's playing two different versions of himself. The story involves cloning, um, and I'm not going to give away in what way it involves cloning because there's some interesting story turns uh, that happen with it. But what's fascinating about this show for me, beyond how much fun it is to watch him in this situation, is how meaningful this show is. It's It really is both a an interesting sci-fi premise kind of black mirror-ish look at you know cloning that happens but it is also a metaphor about marriage uh, or long-term relationships even let's say where how when you're in a long-term relationship after a you know you both evolve you change you grow you're almost different people 15 in, years into a long-term relationship than you were when you started that relationship and so it kind of wrestles with that in a really interesting metaphorical way and when you start to see it in that light, some of the choices the show makes are just brilliant and really meaningful. Uh, even the way the the show ends, I just found really heartwarming and meaningful. It'd be weird that I called it heartwarming once you've seen the show, but uh, but it's it's fascinating to me. So I, I enjoyed all eight episodes. They're quick episodes of varying lengths between 20 and 40 minutes. Uh, it's probably similar to watching a very long movie to watch the entire season. Um, and I just, I would highly recommend it. I think it's great work by everybody I, involved. You mentioned that the time, I think it's interesting that Netflix does that now because when Netflix started doing TV series, they clearly were doing it like with almost the possibility that they would go to a syndication. Right. Because like, yeah. like you know, those early seasons of like uh, House of Cards, like every episode is like 50 minutes, you know? Right. Um, they've really gotten away from that though. And and Mindhunter, I noticed like, you know, an episode could be an hour
hour and 15 minutes, it could be 42. Yeah. Um, and I, I really like that it's more based on um, what they have to say in that episode versus we have to get to a certain time limit like you do on, on network television. Yep. So I'm, I don't know. That just when you said that, that, that was something that's been popping in my head recently that I, I highly commend them for. Uh, uh, I am really excited about watching this. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm, I'm really glad. I'm really, it's definitely on my list. I'm excited. Paul Rudd. I'm excited for whoever watches it yeah. to, uh, to chat with about it because it's it's one of those things that in fact it, w- it was um it was one of those things where i watched it just because i like paul rudd and i was like yeah. oh this is good and then by the third episode i was like oh no this isn't good this is good and it's like where you have that, that moment and that's good to know because to be fair i love paul rudd too but i mean he not everything he makes is very good so right um if he and and i don't you know so if he's in something that's that's this good i'm, I'm that makes me even more excited so looking forward to it and just remember with uh with all the appropriate humility i can muster I could be completely wrong uh, about. Uh, <laughs> well, I will say I, uh, a couple people, a couple podcasts Nicely I listened done. to didn't have really nice things to say about it. They didn't like hate it, but um, uh, they didn't they didn't praise it like you were definitely. So well, it's really good to hear from you. Their perspective is just as valuable as mine. <laughs> so. <laughs> so uh, now and you're coming across as dumb, and you're not. So. <laughs> That's right. Uh, no, I mean that. I seriously mean that. I know. I know it, I know it came across I always, as patronizing, I always, but I meant it. Uh, you and Jeremy were having that conversation on Twitter where Jeremy said that really nice thing, actually about all of us, but he was talking about it was really nice to be able to like talk to you about movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally and I disagree. Almost, I almost I always tweeted out a joke, but it was such a nice conversation. I wanted to leave it alone, but I almost tweeted out, yeah, my favorite part is when I disagree with Aaron and he tells me, well, not everyone's right all the time. <laughs> <laughs> which you have, which you have, to be fair, actually said to me before, completely joking. But yeah, it was, it's uh, one of my favorite lines is to yeah, say, well, you're allowed yeah. to be wrong every once in a while. But I, but I chose not to tweet it because it was just such a beautiful conversation. Well, and thank you don't you. see those enough on Twitter, so I didn't even want to be snarky. Like I just Thanks wanted to not let ruining it, the moment. I wanted to let it be what it was. Nice. Very nice. So. Well, there it is. That's going to do it for Behind the Sins this week, guys. Don't forget to make sure you are subscribed and go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well. You can hang out with us on Twitter. I am at Aaron Dicer. She is at Danae Says. That's D-E-N-E-E says <laughs> <laughs> i was trying something new and it didn't work very well Apologize. and he is at <laughs> sam loomis 13 so for jonathan watkins danae hughes and myself we will see you next week bye thanks for listening send any feedback to behind the sins pod at gmail.com and be sure to subscribe or message us at twitter and be sure to visit cinemasins.com He's going to go poop. He's going to go poop around the house. I recommend going directly to the bathroom. That's just been my experience. Did I tell you about whenever the uh, my realtor came out to the house and she walked back into the bathroom and I was burning some Nagshampa incense? Some what's a what's it's, it's 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 the the scent is Nagshampa. It's like a real potent, earthy, hippie scent, right? Nagshampa. And she's like, oh, you're burning incense. And I said, yeah, I pooped right before you got here. (laughs) So I was trying to clear the smell. And she said, well, I was going to guess you either had to go to the bathroom or you were smoking pot. (laughs) A pot was involved one way or the other. (laughs) Yes. A porcelain one. Or a ganja one. Ganja one. Ganja one. Ganja ones. I love those Star Wars characters. (laughs) Me too. The ganja ones are great. (laughs)
uh, are you going to get all the stuff that comes with the Pixel? I want to get a Pixel so bad. But uh, then I was reading some stuff on Twitter, and there were some people who hate it. And I'm like, yeah, I should hate nobody it, Nobody has it yet. Nobody has. How can people hate it? It hasn't even arrived yet. Well, because they're reading about like what it does and does not come with, and they're drawing conclusions oh, well, based yeah, on that. It doesn't that. come with any kind of like headphone adapter or anything like that. Yeah, that's been a Which is fine for me. I've been off the, he- the, like, the plug-in headphones for a while. I've loved having Bluetooth headphones for several years. Uh, you the- use Bluetooth headphones, and I use Bluetooth headphones. Yeah, I don't, I'm not going to get the expensive ones that they have, though, like the $170 ones. Okay. Because as sexy as they are, I don't need them. (laughs) And I kind of like having headphones that I can wear around my neck, Mm -hmm. uh, as opposed to the ones that are like the size of a dime and can fall down sewer grates. Yeah, (laughs) because there's so many sewer grates around you since you never leave the house. Yes. The the way the new ones that Google's doing have the real world audio that it yeah. lets in a little bit of, mm-hmm. and it also doesn't give you that closed off like vacuum seal feeling when you put headphones in because of that. That sounds really cool to me, yeah. but not worth an extra hundred and twenty bucks. Like yeah. I can find really nice Bluetooth headphones for forty dollars. I paid one hundred and eighty six for mine. That's I just I just can't like I can't justify that. I, I was trying to think I, what I was trying to think what they would have to do for me to be able to justify almost two hundred dollars for headphones. Yeah, it would need to like, and then on, and then after that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the other, the big, other big negative of going that direction for me is I don't have a purse, and like when you yeah. have when you have the pillbox. The little pillbox, mm-hmm. the, the charger that you have to put them in, like it's just another thing I have to figure out how to put in my pockets right. or I just I've been eliminating things from my pockets like I can wear my headphones around my neck. I right. like that. That's well, really simple. Don't you have extra skin? You could just make a little skin flap pocket. <laughs> so you, what kind of comment is that? You, <laughs> don't you have extra skin? Yes, Danae, I do. I've been losing weight. I have a lot of extra skin. And that's why I bring it up. You talk about it. So it's not like it's no, unknown. It's just funny. Plus, you really love the idea of the like, body enhancement. Uh-huh. So sure. why not have like... Well, I'd have to have some kind of surgery to turn my extra skin. A belly skin. pack. Sure, but I'd have to have surgery to have, you know... You uh, do it. Uh, what a cosmetic surgeon turned right. like you know part of my belly skin okay, this just into a pocket. Gross. You're right. That's a really bad idea. It is a horrible idea. I was thinking more like a tuck. <laughs> <laughs> just like, tuck sort of it like, under a roll somewhere. <laughs> yeah, just like that. Do you do that? Do you do that with your breast? Do you yes. tuck stuff under your breast to, for <laughs> carrying the time, them? Yes. <laughs> is that where your headphones are now? Yeah. <laughs> Since gaining mom boob, uh huh. I do put stuff in my bra now. And I lost my keys once and they were in my bra and I, nice. didn't, I couldn't feel it. It's crazy yeah. how you just don't know. My I've put debit cards, phone. Uh-huh. I, I mean, I found snacks in there <laughs> multiple times that <laughs> just fell Accidental down. snacks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not purposeful. Yes. Like, I'll put this here and warm it up for later. Right. Yeah. Kind of thing going around about the person who died and they couldn't figure out this obese person why they died and found out a sandwich had gotten lodged <gasps> underneath one of the rolls Stop and had it. A- eaten away at their oh skin. Oh my and- god! <laughs> this is like this went like Halloween horror story. It's it is my it's just fault. like an urban legend it's kind of thing. Fault, but you you that. went there anyway. I hope you find a place to put those pills. <laughs> I hear the phone a ringing. It's ringing all the time. I can hear you guys good. I have. Oh my god, that scared the crap out of me. Um, oh really? Did it sound scary? Like well, he a... did. No, it's almost... just, it was just a sound I was not expecting. So. Yes, he, he it's did... my it's my whistle hum. 
He did once get eaten by a vacuum cleaner, so you can understand how a sound like that would, would scare him. I assumed him. that was Aaron. Uh, last night, we had tornadoes, like from 1 a.m. to 3 a.m. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. So you guys are good, right? It was yeah, not... Yeah, but we were we were literally packed into our... Uh, Studio? Our closet, um, um, our storage closet. Uh, We've all got stories. Yeah, I'll, I'll never forget the first time uh, there was a tornado warning... Um, and my parents weren't there. So we were being babysat by my aunt. She was scared. So I was scared. She would try, she tried to make it fun. And so it was everybody, you know, grab your pillows and blankets. You sing a Mary Poppins song. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Grab pillows and blankets and let's go hop in the bathtub. (laughs) So. Yeah. This is the one where I wrote like basically on nothing except for Riverdale. Riverdale. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to talk about that one. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite show ever. Are you wearing a headscarf on your wrist? Yes, I am. That's interesting. Yeah. It is not a fashion statement. It is a... Is it like a survivor buff type headscarf? A what a what? A survivor buff? Like, is it a buff? I don't know what that means. Like, Like is it like kind of an elastic thing that you can put over your head or... Okay, so a buff for me is like somebody that casts a spell to give you an increased enhancement (laughs) whenever you're playing video games. So I don't know what you mean by buff! My daughter wears scrunchies on her wrist. That's apparently a thing. It's like the new friendship bracelet. Mm, scrunchy, scrunchy friends. Friends. Yeah, she has a whole basket of scrunchies, and every morning that's like her thing. She picks out the three colors that she's going to take with her that day. That's so cute. And the important thing is everybody says she's great around everybody else. So I guess that's the See? important thing. That's the thing. And I've been told by multiple people that, you know, to expect that. Oh, yes. We and, we have kids we're sure are just absolute horrible people. And then everybody outside of our house is like, they are the sweetest, nicest kids. I'm like, yeah. but my mom right. always I'm told me that's right. the important thing. You yeah. want them to behave in front of other people. I kind of um, want them to respect us, too. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> just but a they little bit. Do, but that's just a natural thing you do as a kid. I know. And then I you know. realize when you're an adult how much of an ass you were. That's all. I hope talking. so. How's potty training going with Iris? Oh, yeah. we're terrible at it. Oh, like uh, you feel like you're terrible at it? Yeah, we, my husband and I. So you need to learn how to use the restroom first? A terrible job. Oh, doing a terrible (laughs) job at training her. At training her. I thought you meant terrible job at using the restroom. One of the scariest days of my life was the day when my wife was like, okay, so we're going to go do some stuff and she's just going to wear underwear today. I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I should do that with my husband to just sort of jar him a little bit because he's real relaxed too. And yet, like last night, uh, she says, I I poop. And then he, he checked and there was no nothing. And I said, this this is probably her saying she needs to go to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so a couple minutes go by and I'm, I'm thinking, you're missing that panic that yeah. needs to happen. Yeah, right. Really excited. She's in a big girl bed. My dad, this weekend, my dad brought over a big girl bed. He built awesome. it. Um, it's really day. cool. Yeah. And then uh, one of our fans pointed out that it looks like the Bolton symbol from yes the flayed man the fl- it looks like the flayed man symbol so yeah. i've i've already asked my dad to add another piece to it because i can't look at it the same anymore <laughs> can we please make it an asterisk i don't have you guys heard this website it's called youtube anyways you youtube yeah similar to that okay uh and so you watch a video and then it has suggested videos on the right hand side oh or that sounds like a cool feature yeah so we're watching like <laughs> We're watching like how to draw a rocket ship and she is looking over at the side of the screen and starts scrolling because I have a touch screen on my laptop. She starts scrolling down and she's yeah. like, oh, I want to draw a shark. Oh, and I no. Was like, no. Oh. Although there was an eight year old kid that came up to the. Uh, were you there, Aaron, when that I kid think came I was. up to the yeah. CinemaSense table at uh, yep. the 
WizardCon and like what like he like quoted stuff right and like just knew everything. Oh yeah. So yep. He was like he was like I got to meet your college girlfriend. Oh my gosh! <laughs> he did not say no, that. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to another episode of Behind the Parenting. <laughs> My wife and I spent a couple hours the other night avoiding going to sleep after I had downloaded all my Facebook information, going through all the old posts of what my kids have said in the past, yeah. and I had forgotten 90% of them. My kids were hilarious. Yes. Like I, I I love those posts. I think yeah, I'm going to great, man. They're I think funny. I'm I think I'm going to make a book. You should. I think I'm just going to make one of those little self-published books and then, you know, on one side have what, you know, the little conversation on the other side, have a picture or something and then give it to them as a gift uh, yeah. since they're all getting older or well, whatever. That's cool. uh, before I forget, Aaron, whenever you give the, your boys that book. Yeah. Maybe like do like an, ins- like, is it a dedication at the yeah, front? Yeah. Be like, uh, just to remember when you used to be nice to me or <laughs> we used nice. to all get along. Yeah. Or. <laughs> Uh, I'll just I'll just read the very first example that popped up when I searched. All right. This was when Ethan was eight years old. Okay, Dad, can I clip my toenails? Me. No, it's past your bedtime, Ethan. But what if I accidentally murder someone with my toenails? Me. Then I will come visit you in jail. Ethan. Nah, I'm just a kid. I doubt I'll do hard time. I'll probably just look (laughs) at juvie. (laughs) (laughs) Me. Good night, Ethan. Oh, this is a good one, too. I'm sorry. We're going to spend the next two hours with me if I don't stop this. I'm just going to give you two more. One that's in front of me and the one that I remember. Uh, Me, Ethan, settle down. We're trying to watch TV. Ethan, but I get so excited. Me, maybe you have ADHD. Ethan, what's that stand for? Me, attention deficit hyperactive disorder. 30 seconds later, Ethan, dad, what's ADHD stand for again? I wasn't listening. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and then the one I remember was we were watching Biggest Loser and Justin uh, said something like, wow, that guy's 600 pounds. Um, I don't know how you get to be that big. And Ethan said, yeah, he's corpulent. I said, yes, Ethan, he's very corpulent. And then Ethan looked at me and said, dad, when you say corpulent, you don't need to use the word very. <laughs> <laughs> Which is was very like, true. Wow. <laughs> wow. Right. I think he was seven when he said that. So. Oh, man. Oh, no, he read another one. I'm sorry. I accidentally read okay, another okay. one. One more. One and then more. We have just to start one more. The show. Okay. Then we'll okay, start okay, the show. Okay. Just one more. I'm so You're sorry. Fine. Ethan, this is when he was nine. Being a parent must be hard. Me. How do you know? Ethan, I looked into the future and my kids were being bad. Me. What were they doing? Ethan, stealing candy from my snack stash. Me. <laughs> Ethan, is that something you've been doing? Ethan, dad, we're not talking about me. We're talking about the future. <laughs> <laughs> This is so random, sorry, but catnip was what I was trying to think of like 20 minutes ago when I said they're like something to me, but sorry. Just thought I'd uh, just thought I'd throw that out there and share that with you guys. That seemed important at the time. But uh, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> What's he building in there? Nope. Or, I believe that's open tab. I believe it could be open tabs. <laughs> um, I believe it's uh, empty tabs is what we call that. <laughs> 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 